On today's show, we are getting to know Sean. But first, a word from today's sponsors. Andre Psyche is the freelance creator extraordinaire, someone who makes music, poetry, art, clothing, and lives to make others feel good. Search him up on any social media. It's Andre Psyche. That's P-S-Y-C-H-E. The next time you are looking to add some creative stimulation to your social media circle. Patreon.com helps creators like me earn a monthly income that will be put towards podcast expenses. Support the Getting to Know You Pod's creative endeavors through Patreon for as little as $2 a month. There are all sorts of costs that I had no fucking idea about associated with posting podcasts, not to mention the need for equipment and production. So dear listeners, if you've enjoyed getting to know any of our guests or just want to help keep the pod going, go to our Patreon. The link's in the description and your support of the Getting to Know You pod is very much appreciated. Two bucks too much? Here are three free ways to help. Get your thumbs ready. One, push the subscribe button on whatever app you're listening to the Getting to Know You pod on. Did that? Thank you. Two, friend and follow the Getting to Know You pod on your social media like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Go ahead, open those apps, click away if you haven't already. Thanks again. Three, go to Apple, write a review. The internet tells me this might be the most important and impactful. So thank you. Your support, dear listener, whether it's with your thumbs through our Patreon or ideally both, is greatly appreciated. And now, getting to know you. Hello. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you like me. Because I'm good enough. Getting to know you. Putting it my way, but nicely. I'm smart enough. You are precisely and doggone it. But not me. Another Sean. He is an endurance cyclist and the pioneer of keto in cycling and from Cape Town, South Africa. Sean, man, thanks for coming on and uh, letting people get to know you. I appreciate it. Uh, th- thank you very much for having me. And um, it's, it's, uh, I do value the opportunity to have a chance just to speak to somebody if it's one person. Uh, if they can take that information and just pay it, pay it forward, um, I, you know, just uh, sometimes you don't have the opportunity to get a message out to everyone, but it's an opportunity for me and it's uh, something which is uh, very near and dear uh, to me. So uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, no, dude, I'm so part of the coolest thing for me, not only about the internet, but of doing this pod is like, I'm from Southern Delaware. When the fuck ever am I going to talk to a dude from Cape Town? who's, who's doing things like you are. And it's, um, so I'm excited to have the opportunity and it's a weird that the pod gives like an excuse, right? Cause it's like an yeah. on the record message to get out, but really the conversation could be had if we ran into each other in a bar or if we were sitting by each other waiting to get our oil changed or if 
my bike happened to be broken on the side of the road and you were kind enough to stop and help me change it, the tire, you know? <laughs> well, let me just tell you something. You'd be very lucky if I stopped to help you change it. <laughs> You're like, got to keep pace. But if you were stopped, if you, were, if you looked like you were in physical, physical, uh, I would stop if you looked like you were in physical, but if you were, if unless you waved me down and I saw you just changing a flat tire or something, you know, and you, and you, you're a, you're a, um, I wouldn't, uh, I must be honest, I'm, I'm probably a little bit too selfish to stop, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, We've at all a gas been there. station you won't find me because I don't, own, I don't own a car. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I, I sold my car, um, I, sold, I sold my car about four years ago, I haven't, I haven't owned a car in, in four years, yeah. Um, and I don't regret it. Uh, I, I I walk everywhere, um, and uh, and if I've got heavy heavy uh, bags, I've got several rucksacks or backpacks. Uh, so I only drink uh, mineral water, and I, and I buy my mineral water in five five liter, which is like a five kilogram jug of water, and I put that in my backpack, and I walk to and from the um, the, the uh, supermarket. Um, I have some involvement in a, a business which is about three or four kilometers. I'm going to use kilometers, yeah. uh, not miles. So, so That's you guys fine. are just going to have to work out that what it is in miles. And, <laughs> uh, and, I, and I walk there to and from, uh, to and from, the, and, and of course I ride. Um, I seldom use my bike for transport. Yeah, you know, if, if if I'm going to go some somewhere, I prefer to walk. Um, it allows me to just think. I will, um, and it also allows me just to get another picture of, of, of this beautiful city element. So, um, yeah. So. It slows you down, which is, it's one of the things that sucks about where I live. I started trying to ride my bike to like grocery stores because yeah. it's, it's four miles. So yeah. I, I don't want to walk four miles on a highway yeah. to get to the grocery store. There are no sidewalks. Even the bike can get a little sketchy. But it's yeah. nice to slow down and just notice the stuff around me. But when I go to yeah. cities, I love the fact that you can walk a couple blocks, you can walk places, grab things and walk back. It's a great vibe. Yeah, no, look, it's uh, – and also uh, humans aren't supposed to be sedentary. <laughs> if you look at the history of, of, the hum of, of humans, uh, we have slowly but surely made ourselves sick, uh, weaker – uh, less and more, less effective, and this is aided through um, eating foods that we shouldn't be eating, and also through technology, um, and 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 automobiles. I mean, you know, the good old-fashioned cowboys. Uh, you know, they still had to put the saddle on the horse. They still had to climb, get onto that horse. Um, sometimes they would have to walk with the horse. Um, it's it's the, the we've we've lost we've lost the we've lost what we're supposed to be able to do. Uh, motor vehicles now have buttons which literally open and close the boots, um, you know, the bonnets and everything. Uh, we, we've, become, we've become weak. Um, That's a good point. And, 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 and hence we become sick, we become ill. Um, and, and also uh, it's, you know, it, 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 when you become weaker and less effective, um, it's actually not good for your brain. Uh, it's not good for one's uh, mentality. Uh, we have specific hormones which are um, potentiated through exercise, which are natural common uh, um, chemicals for the brain. Um, and we seek 
other alternatives to to find uh, self medication. So I'm I'm a I'm a I don't I, I I'm not a it's not I'm not a an, uh, how would you say I'm not a climate warrior. I'm not a um, a, a bohemian person. I I don't own a car because I just it, for me it makes me weak. Um, I, if I don't want, I wouldn't want to own a car. If if I wanted to own something, I'd rather own like a, a Raptor F twenty two or an F fifteen, which I'd never be able to own because, I mean, that's serious power. Uh, and, and I have the hugest amount of uh, admiration, and it's uh, one of my interests is is uh, is aviation and, and, and aircraft. Um, so it's, I always always I always say to myself, you know, when I, I we have a lot of wealth in, in, in Cape Town, and a lot of guys have their the most fanciest fastest McLarens, F, uh, um, Ferraris, and they always rock up to to the traffic light and rev the engine. And I just think if you only realize he's one, he's one, he's, uh, 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 let me rephrase it like this, uh, an F-22 Raptor is 386 or 400 times more powerful, 400 times more powerful than uh, than the most the, the fastest supercar, uh, um, you know. So it's it's like you know you can rev, you can drive fast, like you think you hotshot. The hotshot is the pilot who's behind a, an F twenty two or an F fifteen. That's the real deal. If I can't get that, I'd rather walk. <laughs> <laughs> I've never in my life compared a car to an airplane. How what what makes you so interested in the planes? Just the power, the um, freedom. I, uh, so it's kind of kind of in- interesting. Uh, my my uncle got his PPL private pilot's license when I was six. So I used to go up uh, with him um, uh, when I from when I from when I was six years old in a you know one seventy two Cessna, and um, and for me it was the most exhilarating thing. Uh, and and and, and it, I get excited when I travel by air. Uh, and then one of my closest friends in the whole world, he's uh, he's a captain on, on uh, for Virgin Atlantic. Um, I've even flown from Cape Town to Antarctica um, in a in a Russian Illusion L seventy six. It was a five and a half hour trip. Um, I was very very happy and excited about doing that. Um, it's quite a it's quite an experience. It's quite a hair raising experience, in fact. And then I remember all sort of uh, in a very confident manner telling my friend that I, I did it. And he says, yeah, no, I used to do that from Chile. He used to fly Hercules one, C-130s from Chile to Antarctica um, on a regular basis. He's flown everywhere up and down Africa. So I've always been interested from, from the aviation aspect because it's, it's it, the, the, the amount of attention to detail and having that confidence to apply that attention to detail for me is is, is, is the same thing as somebody who does technical diving, deep sea diving with Trimex gases and having to uh, be able to um, apply skill under immense pressure and, and stress. That's why I have an incredible interest in not only air, aircraft and um, that, but I have a very huge admiration for members of special forces units, um, the training and, and what they have to what they have to go through to achieve to to, to get into to uh, that specific regiment or, or that that efficiency that high that high that high tech that high 
um, demand at high level uh, of efficiency for me is something which I when I'm just in awe of. Um, so so aircraft and and, and that and and putting putting your brain and being able to apply your brain under such uh, high stress when the margin for detail is almost zero. Uh, that is something which I take incredible admiration of. So much so, so somebody, I was talking to my other half and I said, I, I mean, I, I really do love cycling, don't get me wrong. And anyone who, who's listening to this who's a cyclist, um, please don't get me wrong. But um, if, if I had an opportunity to, to um, I've, I've met my cycling, my hero of Greg LeMond, um, uh, in, in person twice, um, but uh, um, if, if I had an opportunity to say go for go for a dinner with uh, with uh, my favourite cyclist or, or a top pro, a top Tour de France winner, or go for dinner with uh, Major Joshua Gunderson, who's the uh, F twenty two pilot for the the team the demo team, I would his hands down. <laughs> I'm going with I'm going with uh, Major Joshua Gunderson. Um, I just I I. I for me, as an individual, one of seven, almost eight billion people, that's who I place my my highest reverence um, towards is a, is a, is somebody like uh, um, Major Joshua Gunderson, or um, you know a, a, somebody who has served, uh, who's done uh, somebody like a, a Christian Craig Craighead. I don't know if you know who he is. Mm-hmm. He's the the SAS uh, gentleman who went into the. Um, that upmarket, uh, I think it was it's a shopping, a very big shopping mall in Nairobi, Kenya. In I think it was two thousand and nineteen, he went in, and um, there was uh, um, I forget the terrorist cell's name, but they it was a planned terrorist attack. Four terrorists went in there. They uh, used uh, explosive devices armed with uh, AK-47s, uh, they, I think they um, killed 21 people. Uh, he was, Christian Craighead was still an active 20 uh, SA, uh, SAS member. He went in, he was there in Nairobi training their special forces and uh, somebody uh, told him that there's a situation going down. Um, so he jumped in his van he had his, um, his uh, assigned um, assault rifle and, and handgun and his body armor, not knowing anything about what was going on, really. He got there um, and he selflessly went in there and um, helped to evacuate countless, countless of people, eventually engaging in two of the terrorists uh, and neutra- neutralizing two of them. Um, and then eventually their special forces came to, to sort out the rest. But basically, there's footage of him. No one could identify him then, because, uh, but it's, now it's all over the net. Um, uh, in going back in there, bringing people out, going back in there, bringing people out, one guy um, on his own and not knowing. And, and in Uvalde, when you see what happened with actual footage there, um, and I've seen the, the actual footage of how the law enforcement handled that situation, which is, in my opinion, absolutely just a no-go. And then you go and take a look at somebody like Christian Craighead, what he did. Um, and that was there were four trained terrorists who, to, who, want, who all they wanted to do was um, eliminate people. And uh, he went in there on his own with, and just, I mean, it's 
for me that he, I would uh, I would uh, I would pay to go and have a dinner with him. <laughs> yeah, so then I have the utmost respect for him. Yeah, yeah. It's not just yeah. like the adventure or the like thrill seeker. It's like that bravery and pride that seems to yeah, like no, that you symbolize with those jets. It seems like. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been I've been in uh, in uh, in a few armed conflicts here in in, in South Africa, um, uh, unfortunately. Um, once was I was going to buy some strawberries. This is back in two thousand and seven, uh, and it was in a very high end supermarket. And uh, five armed uh, guys came in. They were on drugs. Um, in those days, um, so I used to carry a firearm. And that was the one, the one day I didn't carry a firearm. And the, and the one day when I carry a firearm, my awareness level is super high. Hmm. And I went in there like a victim. The first thing I did was I went to go and buy, I went to go and buy product at the close of business. Never ever do that. Uh... Never buy, never go into a supermarket or cash, cash store at the close of business. That's when they're going to come and hit you because that's when the, the cash registers are, are, are full. And I had my cell phone with me. No, I didn't have my cell phone. Thank goodness I didn't because they took everything. Um, and um, I just was looking and the next minute there was, I turned around, there was a gun pointed at my face. Um, so you kind of like, that's when you know if you, what you can and cannot do. Um, and you just realize it and I should. And the, my, my biggest concern was um, they had us, all the staff members, all the clients were stuck by the, the bread, the bread area, which is right at the back. And um, I was just hoping, please just let them take whatever they want. If the cops come and storm, storm, we're, we're the backstop. Mm. And I just knew that for, for me, I just wanted, I wanted, uh, I just want this over and done with, let them get, uh, get, get their stuff and get the, you know, the, the, the hell out of there. And then I drove into a, a cash and transit, literally drove into a cash and transit uh, fully automatic uh, fire. Um, and while it was getting robbed? So whilst, whilst the rounds were going, I just remember going right, saw the, the, the window doing a little bit of an explosion because it took a round. And then I just did a hard left, <laughs> drove up the road. And as, because I'm quite a curious guy, just remember coming around the... You started circling. The <laughs> yeah, going around the block, out the way, just to see if there were any more. Two oaks keep down, running down. It was... So it's kind of like, um, it's how do you actually handle that situation? You know, training obviously helps, yeah. but at the end of the day, your person will either do a fight or flight. And uh, so that is one of the reasons. It's something when I, I admire... People, I admire things and people that I cannot do. So, yeah. um, and it doesn't matter what gender you are, you either can or you can't. Um, you either will or you won't. You're either going to sink or you're going to swim. So, so, that, so yeah. that's, where I, that's where I get my reference from. You know. can, going back to the grocery store, I'm curious, like, where were you in life carrying the firearm and not bringing it that day? Like, how oh, no, old I, were I, you? I, had I, you, I, like, had, I had, I'd surrendered my firearm, um, for, for, um, I just didn't want the responsibility of, of owning a firearm. Um, and the reason why is because I think, um, I, um, I, 
I was involved in the industry for many, many, many years. And when I left the industry, it was like losing, <laughs> it was like losing a loved one. It's about, it's, 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 it seriously was. So I didn't want a reminder of what I'd lost. I was, in, I was, I was in a very, 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 I had a really good position in one of the best manufacturers in the world. And unfortunately that came to fruition. And, um, so for yeah, making, was, for making firearms. Yeah. I, I, I worked for, I worked for Glock in Austria. Ah. Oh, oh. Um, and, uh, and it was, I, I, I had an extreme passion for, for weapons. Um, and people think oh, I'm gun, gun geek. I was a ballet dancer. Um, as a youngster, I did ballet for until I was 17. True story. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. True story. Dude, ballet dancers, ballet talk about discipline and strength. Yeah, yeah. I was a ballet dancer. And, and the reason why I, I never continued is because, not that I'm a tall person now, but I was really short. And uh, they didn't want to work with people who are really short because you, they need a specific height to be a, a, um, to be a, 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 a a presence on stage. Yeah, it just looks better when it's long, right? Yeah, it looks better when you're and when there's not a midget on, on stage, it just looks a lot better. So, um, so um, I grew. I, I'm a strange guy. I grew a head and shoulders when I was 20. 20 from 20 to 21, I grew. I went from five foot six to five foot nine. Okay. Um, in, yeah. Feet and um, inches, not like kilometers and meters. <laughs> yeah, 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 not like kilometers. Yeah. Um, I went from midget to a giant. No, um, yeah, dude, five so, six to five uh, nine at twenty. That's very abnormal. Yeah, Mo I mean, most yeah, dudes might it, grab an inch or two at seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, but I only went through puberty when I was sixteen, though. Uh, <laughs> and you have such a good yeah. beard now. Maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah. So I was a really late developer. But anyway, I mean, after after um, after ballet class, I also did karate as well. Um, um, I was very active as a youngster. I used to do all my classes. Then I used to, my father had a pharmacy, which is four kilometers from the ballet school. Then I used to run and sprint to, the, to his pharmacy to get a ride home. Um, but uh, the, the on the days that I had karate, which was, uh, uh, the dojo was literally next to a gun shop. I used to hang out at the gun shop waiting for a ride home. Um, and, you know, just like looking at the counter like this kind of vibe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I shot my first my first handgun at six. Is that uh, common to... around there? Because a lot of kids like who hunt. So we're big into yeah. like deer hunting around here in southern yeah. Delaware, and it's not abnormal yeah. for them to go out, have shotguns, get firearm safety, respect it. You know, understand the power of it. And I'm yeah. curious how I, common that is. So I, I've got a really good story. Actually, I, I, I'm going to share the story with you, um, and because it's actually a very interesting one. Um, so I, I, I was uh, I was um, I was a very geeky looking kid. Uh, I, I had blood red hair when I was I grew up. I had porcelain white skin. Um, when I when I lost my milk teeth, I had a big wide gap in my in my teeth. <laughs> it's slightly there now. I had I had braces. Um, I was Jewish, um, and I was a bit awkward at school. Meaning. Um, uh, uh, I'm dyslexic, uh, and I, I never ever really could retain information. Uh, and in my grade two, even my grade two teacher, uh, Mrs. Faraday, I'll never forget her. And this is like going back in, geez, 
I'm 50 now. This is going back like almost 35, 30, 40 years. No, I was eight years old. I was eight years old when this happened, and she she made the class laugh at me. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My mother, my mother found out about it because my friend Robin Dorfman, she went and told my this little girl went and told my mother that the, I wasn't kind of I wasn't even really aware of it, but I just knew that I was kind of ashamed. And then I was picked on and you know ridiculed. Um, do you what did she do? Do you mind sharing that? Or is it too traumatic? I, I, don't know. I can't remember. I think I made a mistake, but and she made a big uh, she made a big hoo ha about the mistake I made, and she made the class laugh at me. And you know. um, and then of course uh, you know um, being redhead, you kind of get picked on and you know called called horrible names. Um, and then I failed. I failed a year at school. Um, I failed uh, standard two, which is uh, which is now referred to as grade four. So it's just as, and not to cut your story off, but it's something that's yeah. getting more common, at least around me, is kids, yeah. males, being held back to help them mature. And it also gives uh, them advantage no. in sports. So it's in, I'm well, curious if that's common or was that like a super no, stigma made you feel worse? No, I, I, I failed. I, I failed in that year. I failed English. I failed Afrikaans. I failed math. I failed science, but I got full marks for geography, history, and there was some other subject. And if you fail a major subject, which is English, Afrikaans, and math, you, you fail the year. Yeah. Um, so it, it, was a, it was a huge thing for me because I had to go and face, how, when you go into the next, the next class, they, um, they call you out to go into the next class. And those people who failed, obviously are left standing there and, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's, it was a horrible system. And, uh, and of course, when all those friends, children can be quite mean, um, and they had to have circles. And after that year, I remember when I tried to get into that circle, they, they blocked the circle, mm. you know, they, they wouldn't allow me in. So I really wasn't hardcore. I used to spend my, my breaks hidden in the corner somewhere or in an, an abandoned changing room. And school was, it was a terrible, terrible thing for me. And then I took up ballet, um, which, uh, which were, I, I left, I left that school because, um, it just was terrible to be there. So I left that school and then I went to an all boys school cause that was a co-ed school and I, <laughs> and I took up ballet. Uh, I discovered Mikhail Baryshnikov, fell in love with his prowess. And, um, and there was a, another story how I started the ballet, but I, I ended up still in ballet, but getting back to, um, when people blame an object for the ills of their action, uh, their actions or their, their, their bad actions is the biggest load of nonsense, in my opinion, on the planet. And I'm a prime example of it. When I turned 13 years old, when I had my bar mitzvah, my father used to leave his firearms on my desk on a Monday and I had to clean them. Hmm. And after cleaning them, I then put them back in the cupboard with the ammunition. Never, ever did I ever consider, contemplate using that firearm to initiate harm on others. And any person who would know, would, 
possibly point this guy's going to cause a problem because I mean look how he's being treated that's how an outcast and the reason for that being is because even though I I I I I, uh, I had altercations with my father much later on in my life in my in my adulthood my father's taught me disrespect he was a he was a figure of discipline um he was a, a, a masculine male role model for me to look up to I mean he was for me a, a hero uh, he was he showed up, uh, he, he was knocked down uh, in work, lost his business, stood up, never took uh, uh, defeat as, as, as the final answer. He built himself up. Um, he, physically, he was, a, he was a man that could take care of himself, um, even without having to use, use a firearm with his, uh, you know, when people attacked him in his pharmacy um, to defend his, his, his workplace, um, he was able to, to defend himself. So he was a, a beacon of absolute strength. But never once he taught me the right way and, and the respect um, for, for once you have great power, you have, there's a, it's a great saying, you have great responsibility. And for me, it was an honor and a privilege every single Monday to go and uh, to, to ensure that his weapons were clean. Um, and never once did I ever, ever cause harm. I caused, I did uh, lash out at a, at a youngster um, who was my age in high school. Um, he had me in a headlock and they were making fun of me because of my dancing because they couldn't understand why I was so fit because I was excluded from doing the mandatory male sports mm. which were rugby and cricket because I got exemption for, for ballet and I was in the one they found out that I was uh, that I was a, a ballet dancer and and I turned around and, uh, and uh, I closed his eye for two weeks so um, <laughs> yeah um, and he was so petrified he was a boarder and he told the matron he ran into a post um, um, but I was I was instead of admit that he was, got hit petrified. by a ballet dancer yeah, I, I I was petrified because because uh, I thought I was going to get cuts, but he didn't he didn't spill he didn't till till he was uh, I was lucky enough that he was worried that he was so uh, um, but that's the only time I've ever lashed out at somebody. But never once did I ever think about doing harm to another person. So when 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 and now I see that I see that and it, and it, and it hurts because you're never ever going to solve the problem if you blame if you blame it's like you're blaming this basically. That's that's what's being blamed. You're yeah. blaming an, an an object, an object that cannot do anything unless the person's behind it. Um, if you're going to ban anything, ban trucks and cars because you, more deaths will happen. Ban, you know, ban that. I mean, that's what that's. I mean, that's what the, that's what happened in Nice with the terrorists. The guy took a truck and he, and he drove into a, into a bunch of people. You know, you you cannot so, you cannot take an, an 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 object and place blame on it. The person. The person is to blame. The why are, why is this happening? What is happening in society which is creating this? Yeah, and, and this is probably a good a good reason why I'm going to start with why I do with, with what I do, because because what with what, what why I do with what I do is basically creating good health and lifestyle choices. And if you look back in 1970, I think it was 1977 when the new nutritional guidelines was um, was devised specifically in the United States of America when the vilification of, of, of saturated fat started by um, a, a nice charming chap uh, by the name of Ansel Keys. 
when he cherry-picked his um, epidemiology study and showed that it is the, the correlation between cardi cardiovascular disease and, and fat. He showed that that, that that is the case, and it actually absolutely wasn't the case. Um, it is an actual fact, the opposite. It is actually carbohydrates and uh, and uh, is, is, the, is, the, is the culprit. But because industry, and yes, people say it sound, now sounds like a conspiracy theory, but it's not. Um, you can really try and prove me wrong. Um, but unfortunately, industry grew. And I also believe that another thing grew or another thing was the cause of this um, absolute nonsense epidemiology study that Ansel Keys um, created. And this basically removed the not healthy fats, the essential fats for cognitivity, rational thought, calm thought, which is absolutely required by the human brain in order to function. It was replaced by refined processed vegetable oils, which is the worst thing that you can put into your body. It was replaced by an addictive substance that has been linked to, uh, or, or sorry, or I would, or I would rather say it would be um, uh, um, equated to addiction qualities which are eight times more than cocaine. And that is simple sucrose sugar. Sugar is the most addictive substance compounded with the fact that the medical world is promoting um, a low-fat, high-carbohydrate diet. So you're getting this motivation by your medical practitioner to continue with eating a substance which makes you feel good, feel fantastic, and, uh, and, you, and you just can't understand why you're still hungry, can't understand why you've got high blood pressure, can't understand why you've got, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, a plaque build up on your, on, your, on your arteries and you've, you know, what do they, what do they give you? They don't, they don't solve the problem. They just solve the symptom by giving you blood thinners, stuff to mm. lower your blood pressure. Uh, when you become a type 2 diabetic, it will just give you insulin. And that's big pharma. You talk, I was going to say, talk head. about conspiracy, right? Because yeah. now, like, who's not on pills? Hundred percent, hundred percent, and that, and that, and, that, and that's nonsense. And 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 I'm living proof that um, that that high fat. I I live. Or if I don't have fat, I will die. Can, so you said a lot there, and I'm not versed in much of this at all. So I think it's probably a good yeah. conversation because then maybe I can ask some basic questions. So that I can yeah, understand. Sure. When you had said back in the 70s, was that like the food pyramid reconstruction where the base was Correct. put on those so like healthy grains, six to 10 servings? Correct. Healthy grains, no such thing as a healthy grain. Really? <laughs> no such thing as a healthy grain. If anyone tells you there's a healthy grain, grains are, are the, you know what? I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a story about grains. Okay. And religion, it's all about controlling the masses. Even religion is a, is, is a culprit of this, okay? My father, my late father was a pharmacist, okay? A pharmacist, 
he studied pharmacy. He wanted to be a doctor. Couldn't didn't cut it as a, being a doctor. So he wanted to have something to do medicine. So he went to pharmacy. When I went to Israel, my father gave me some a medical a medical stash to go to Israel with it. And in there was a box of imodium. And imodium is is to block uh, is if you got diarrhea. Okay. Okay. If you got diarrhea. And I said, why are you giving me this? So he says, if you get diarrhea. So I said, Dad, if I get diarrhea, it will be a blessing. I was, I never, we never knew about gluten intolerance and grains and wheat and everything. And it's in our religion to eat kitka and khala and matzah and everything. But it, it, whenever I ate this stuff, I was, I was a concrete mixer. I couldn't go, I couldn't shit. Okay. <laughs> Why must I go through this pain? You know, develop hemorrhoids, piles, you, you name it, from, 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 because, because of grains. Because of grains. Hmm. Give me a piece of pork, which I'm not supposed to eat according to my religion, and I'm as right as rain. Do you think it's you just understand? you? No, yeah, I, I do. Because no. I wonder, like, if how. You, if, you, if, you, if you go on Wikipedia, Ashkenazi genes, there's. And the Ashkenazi, the Sephardic and Ashkenazi Jews, there's a gene missing from the Ashkenazis, okay, that doesn't allow them to digest wheat. But it's in the, it's, but we are, we are, we, we, if we don't, if we aren't, if we aren't put in a position to think out of the box, hmm. we will remain slaves. We will allow people to control us. Okay. And we will, we will remain in a position where our, Ability to become more intelligent is hindered. And that's exactly what's happening in society today. That is why people are becoming more triggered. That is why there is irrational behavior which is happening. Okay. It is not, it is not a firearm that is killing people. It is the proliferation of nutrition and bad guidance that is killing people. And that is pure, that is sound science. And if you look at why, and, and, and that can be justified, you remove the healthy fats from the brain, you create paranoia, you create a, a, um, an, a, a mental environment, which is going to lead and lead itself to, to terrible and bad behavior. Mm. If, for, if I could take a magic, magic wand and change the dietary um, uh, 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 habits of people, Coca-Cola would go out of business. Yeah. Um, Morris Phillips, what's the tobacco? They would go out of business tomorrow. Um, the big farmer, uh, big farmer would go out of business tomorrow. Okay. Do you know how do you, do you know how you cure cancer? You know how you cure cancer. Yeah, if, how do you cure cancer? If I did, how I, do you? It, I, I go, do you <laughs> if if I knew how to cure cancer, I would have sold it already. Um, I would say you cut no, no, it the out. The information's out there. The information. Hitler. Hitler knew how to cure cancer. Seriously? Hitler, Hitler knew how to cure cancer. He absolutely did. Radiation, and you cut it out. <laughs> it, that's that's it, and that costs money. Okay. That costs money. You cure cancer by fasting. Huh. I, you know what? I think I have heard this. I've never studied it, but 
But I've heard something about when you eat and your body has to spend so much energy breaking down food that it's that is complex, it weakens other states. But without having your body focused on breaking down the food, it goes and searches out for other impurities in your system and attacks them and breaks them down. Is it something similar very, to that? Very similar. Now, the gentleman, the Japanese scientist, I always forget his name, and you probably, probably heard this from Bobby always This guy always forgets his name because I've heard another five podcasts when he talks about this Japanese scientist. The, ge- the gentleman who's won the Nobel Peace Prize for Physiology and Medicine hmm. won it for autophagy for 25 years of studying autophagy. Autophagy means simply eat thyself and basically shows, proved the efficacies of fasting. And cancer, unlike the, the human body, is not metabolically flexible, meaning that it doesn't, it can't, if it's burning glycogen and the cancer cells are surrounded in a glycogen environment, okay, it cannot feed off cancers, uh, or fat, I should rather say, it cannot feed off ketones. There are, I think, 2% of cancer strains which are on, on, on fat, but the majority of all cancer is on in a, is in a glycogen environment. There's a fantastic book, and I urge you and your listeners to get it. It's written by a gentleman. His name is Sam Apple. The book is called Ravenous, and it's all about a, a scientist. Who, his name was Otto Warburg, who was a Jew and a homosexual and survived not being killed in Nazi Germany because his studies... Hitler valued and appreciated. And he showed, not by epidemiology, but by microbiology, the link between insulin and cancer. Insulin. And his studies magically disappeared, conveniently, I should rather say, um, and have now literally come up now. The book has literally been released. Uh, it's called Ravenous. Sam Apple is the author. And it's all about the link between uh, insulin um, and and cancer and is insulin and, causing or is insulin a preventative? Yeah, insu- insulin is the is the cause okay. of and cancer. It, so this and would insu- be my the major the major potentiator of insulin is sugar. You will get an insulin an insulin insulinemic response via eating lots of protein, but nothing as profound as sugar. So and let then me just the, then, and then there's a fermenting process, the ferment, fermentation. Of the sugar, which is the 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 the, the culprit uh, for for cancer, uh, for causing the cancer, it's a brilliant book. There's a lovely podcast that uh, he's a very well spoken uh, gentleman, Sam Apple. Uh, he's a scientific, he's a, he's a science journalist. Um, it is riveting stuff, riveting stuff. Okay. So why do they just? And you you might not know this, but it's when I yeah. hear the word insulin, that's why I was trying to figure out when. Cause I go to diabetics and like, you have to have an insulin yeah. shot because your sugar drops so low. So the insulin helps to break down the sugar. Oh shit. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. The so they've had to too much and, or their body just can't process it. Correct. So you get insulin resistance basically is when you, when your body doesn't respond to insulin and then you get, uh, and, and then you, um, you get insulin resistance and then you get, uh, uh it's my cognitivity this today. Um, and then you get, uh, uh, this will be on the tongue, sorry. It's okay. Um, but it, 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 uh, insulin resistance and um, 
space. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So the insulin resistance. The so, so so and then of course you get type one type type one diabetics who don't produce any insulin whatsoever. Okay. okay. So 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 um, so insulin resistance is basically the you become pre-diabetic and then eventually um, you have to start injecting the insulin. Okay, because your body your body it's just not responding uh, to its own production of insulin, um, and eventually. Uh, it becomes so serious that the beta cells in your pancreas cannot produce insulin anymore. They just die. And okay, when they, 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 so there's they something out. about sugar that feeds cancer. Is that the simplest oh, way to think about it? Where there's something absolutely, about absolutely, the absolutely fats that like insulate it, almost like blubber around cancer. Cancer can't grow. Sugar they, around they, cancer. They, correct. They they need they need the they need sugar to exist. It's like the energy for feed. it. Yeah, the yeah, food 100%, source. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Man, that's interesting. Because I, I always try to think of things like simple little pictures, and I just picture a cancer cell surrounded by fat, and like it can't expand, it can't find a way through it. But if you just no. fed sugar on something like those grains, I could see it just munching it up like an addict. Hundred percent. So huh. it's it, it's look. I mean, a lot of stuff. Look, I'm I'm a I'm a scientist. Trust me. Um, but uh, um, the, the sugar is the number one cause of all the problems in this world. I, and I always and I always maintain if you're gonna like in a sporting event, I do that every single day. I clip in not every single day, but when I clip in to to to, to a bike, I prove all those sports scientists wrong. I prove all of those adverts about the, the carbohydrate company saying you need carbohydrates to fuel your rides. <laughs> you need carbohydrates to perform well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't even take fats, let alone carbohydrates. I can do it without food, without anything. Because the, the, my body has allowed itself to, to do what it was designed and supposed to do, what your body is designed and supposed to do. Yes, there are a few that cannot do it. There are a few that may have conditions that may prevent them from doing it. Okay. But you, you, what you're doing is what I would like to see specifically in a sports, in the sports world is that there should be a big notice like on tobacco. Tobacco is addictive. Tobacco can cause cancer. Tobacco uh, is, is harmful. There should be a, a label on, 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 on energy gels and energy bars. Sugar is addictive. Sugar can cause cancer. Mm. Sugar can, can cause obesity. Okay. That's why 52% of America is obese. Yeah. 52% of America is, is obese. That's 52% of people that have probably have got cognitive and mental issues owing to the foods that they put into their diet. Hmm. That's why you have a problem with violence. That's why you have a problem with, with irrational and, and bad behavior. That's why you have a problem with violence. That's why, you have, that's why the problems are, it's simply, and it's designed. You keep people hungry and you got, you got them hooked, line and sinker. You keep a man hungry, you keep a woman hungry. You, you've got them, you control them. You control them. Hunger is the most debilitating sensation a person can feel. You feed them the foods that keep them hungry. You've controlled them. It is simple as that. Call me a conspiracist. Give a person carbohydrates, ask them to go and ride for hard for three hours. They're going to bonk. They're going to get hypoglycemic. They won't be able to do it. Hmm. No one will be able to do it if you feed them sugar. You feed a person fats, 
they're fat adapters, they're going to go forever. So I've had, um, which was interesting, I wanted to get back because you had said something about vegetable oil, and I can't remember the specific. So I've had people mm-hmm. on who have gone on Naked and Afraid, the TV show. Are you familiar with that show? Naked and Afraid. If I was naked, I would be afraid, yeah. <laughs> so it's on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> so would you. <laughs> <laughs> Not since you're on that keto diet. I'm like, I'd be like, man, I got to fuck it. I'll leave and do some push-ups. Try to help me out. Um, but in Naked and Afraid, one of, you basically get dropped off. You walk out into whatever, the Mojave Desert, some woods somewhere, and you have to survive for 21 days with a tool. And now they have XLs where you have to hunt. You have to you have to make fire from yourself. You have to find your water source, you know? And so the people who prep for it build up. And one of the dudes was like, I'm drinking fucking vegetable oil like crazy to build up my fat so it can break down. And they try to gain weight that way, knowing that they need something their body can slowly eat at while they're looking for food because it takes whatever, 10, 15 days for them to find and kill something. Okay, so, so so let me explain to you. First and foremost, I would never, ever use vegetable fat. Coconut oil, yes. Okay. Um, and uh, 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 virgin olive oil, yes. So uh, let me pause uh, you then. Day. Maybe I spoke wrong. Maybe it is virgin olive oil. Virgin olive yeah, oil yeah, does yeah. not we'll, count we'll as vegetable oil. Oils. I'd never use a refined or processed vegetable oil, never. Okay. Or like seed oils or canola oil. That's just pure po- That's poison. That's like basically you might as well just take you know, a little bit of cyanide a little bit every day. And put that into your body. That's how they are. Apple seeds. Um, so the the body's actually the body's an incredible uh, thing. So to store, it is designed to store fat. Um, so, uh, it, 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 when it goes into survival survival mode, like for instance, if you've got a, a small amount of, like for instance, I would be a lot leaner if I didn't do what I did, and if I actually took food on my rides. Now. A lot of people always misunderstand me. They they think, oh no, yeah, it's like, a, yeah, I must not eat like like Sean like Sean does. I must eat in my rides. I I do it to make a point. I, I do it because I, I show you, you you don't need actually anything if you fat adapted. Um, I I really do it to make to to make a point to highlight the point that um, that this whole pushing. If you go and watch a a cycling news channel, you'll tell them, yeah, you must take on board X amount of carbs every 20 minutes. Uh, for the first three hours, you must have solids, then you go into a little bit of gels, then you use your, it's so complicated. It's like, what? Uh, sorry, what did you say? Which, which, uh, what hour time? Uh, uh, Reset alarms. Uh, and uh, <laughs> set alarms and then the day before you must have a huge meal. I mean, I don't do what I do. I, I don't change my, I just get on the bike and ride. I just go and do it. And I'll tell you now that it's, I mean, I took a a provincial triathlete who's 30 years my junior. Um, He's a a strong rider. Um, And and I'm good friends with his father and like his father, smash him, smash him. And um, his lights went out uh, at about, uh, um, I think it was about, no disrespect, I, I adore him. I adore him, I won't mention his name. I do, but his lights went out after about four hours, and he said, "So he had rolled back down to the gas side station to get something to, to eat." And I carried on with my lap, and I took him back home as promised, and I carried on riding. You know, um, it's 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 
guys, um, the, 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 the storing that fat, talking about that storing the fat, you, your your body your body will, if fat adapted, will have a seamless transfer from burning exogenous, which is ex- like your the calories you eat to endogenous to to what you you store. Um, there's a famous story about it's on Wikipedia where this guy was morbidly obese and he under medical supervision fasted I think for 380 or 340 days lost uh, basically his body weight in in, 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 380 day medical fast yeah holy shit it's on the Wikipedia all of the stuff is you can find on Wikipedia yeah do you remember? So days, he yeah. had to be like, does he, do you do like bone broth and water or what are no, the liquids? No, just water, just water. It tells you the, the information is all there. It, it's, Holy it's incredible. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The average person has a hundred and installed. The average person has apparently a hundred and forty thousand calories installed body fat on them. It's just teaching your body to tap into it. Yeah, dude, that's an amazing. Like, so when you say a hundred and forty thousand, like typically. Yeah. If I'm act and you can talk about what you burn on a ride. If I yeah. so yesterday I work out, I'm on hold, I get a decent little weight workout in for an hour and a half. I jog. Actually, this would be a better example. I drop my daughter off to junior lifeguard or to a field hockey camp. I go and just run a half marathon, listen to a CIA book about invading yeah. Afghanistan, the first CIA um, team going there. So I do a two hour jog in the heat, get back, play at the beach eat some dinner, run, or then work out. I think I burned 4,700 calories. And it was a pretty active day. Do you know, according to my Garmin yeah. watch. You say 100... It's, it's 47 over 25 period. Eh? Over 4,700 calories in 24 hours. Yeah, in 24 Yeah, but like you say 140,000 that's in my body. I probably consumed yeah. 3,000 calories... Yeah, just eating, yeah. right? So, and it's I, like to, I, that number is astronomical to me. Yeah, so that's so that's um, just remember there's nine and a half calories in one gram, nine or nine and a half calories in one gram of fat. Uh, so if you've got, you know, the average person, if they've got like fourteen or fifteen percent body fat, um, that's adipose tissue. I mean, if they weigh say. Uh, working kilograms, they weigh like 80 kilograms and they got so 20. So to say they got 14 to 20 percent, so that's 100 and uh, what's 1.6. So it's, sorry, it's not that high, it's 1.6. I do stand to be correct, so it's like 1.6 kilograms of body fat times that by nine. Have you got a calculator? 1.6 times nine would be 14.4. Yeah, so it's four, so it's one, 14,400 calories. So 14,000, sorry, sorry, 14,400 14, okay. calories. 14,400 calories. So what does that mean? Well, look, I mean, the, still a lot. Um, so <laughs> you, it's a lot. Look, look. I mean, the Nazis proved it in the Second World War. They starved all the Jews. They they survived. I mean, they all looked like they were emaciated, but they survived. Why, why am I saying all this? It's simple. We weren't designed to have a Seven Eleven open up, open at uh, eleven o'clock at night to go and buy our food. We weren't designed to. Oh, it's uh, twelve o'clock. I need to eat. We weren't designed to do that. We were designed to hunt and gather what we could. And sometimes we would have to walk for two or three days without finding our food, okay? Yeah. And uh, and then eat, okay? And, and, and we, we have a natural predisposition to eat 
organ meats, eat the fatty parts of, 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 of our kill. Um, this was our natural predisposition. Okay. Mm. This whole society and, and, and intellect has, has changed our dietary habits. Ideology has changed our dietary habits. Ideology is a very dangerous thing. It's a dangerous tool. It's a dangerous tool. And, um, and that's one of the reasons why, because I really, we are not, we are not, we are not free. We're living, we're living under, we're living under, um, uh, we're living under the, 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 the horrible, terrible, um, influence of, uh, the world economic forum, which is, I don't know if you know about the world economic forum. No, you don't. World Economic Forum is headed up by a very nice gentleman called Professor Klaus Schwab, okay, who is a despicable, horrible human being. And I hope he's hearing this. I hope I hope one I hope somebody is hearing this, okay. Um, his father was a Nazi. He it was associated with Nazis. Um the the Nazis as and please people must also understand this Nazis or the National National Socialist Party were not right wings. They weren't right wing. They were left wing. They came from the Frankfurt School. And you can go and Google this. They were left wing. They had they had their 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 their, their foundations in in, in Stalinism, Stalinism and Marxists. Okay, all part of the Frankfurt School. The the they the right wing was basically they adopted their hate and their like for instance the Ku Klux Klan, um, okay. the modern neo Nazis. Um, they adopted some some some, but they their their foundation and it's all there. It's all the history is there. The 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 steps and how it all came about in nineteen thirty three when when. when they were they were part of uh, the national socialist movement, okay? The national socialist movement. World Economic Forum. Um, <laughs> yeah, the world the World Economic Forum basically um, is the book, and please, I urge your listeners to go and go and read excerpts or find this book. The Great Reset is what the book is called, and it's written by Professor Klaus Schwab. And if you look at him, he's got no moustache. But if you go and slap a little moustache, he looks just like uh, old Adolf. Okay, <laughs> I'm not making this shit up. This is all. I mean, if you haven't heard about the World Economic Forum, it's 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 scary. So his main preach or preach or, um, is basically by 2030 you will own nothing and be happy. Hmm. I feel like there's yes. a little bit of truth to that, though. <laughs> I look. <laughs> no, I know. In a very stupid, idealistic way, because I think of ownership of no. shit, and I'm like, "Fuck, man! I gotta cut my grass. I gotta power wash my house. I'm worried about plumbing that's coming in. What if my car breaks down? God, why can't I just roam and pick berries and be free, and I'll be happy?" <laughs> right? Go, 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 go and read my book. Go and read my one blog called Minimalism: The Art of Minimalism. Yeah. It's on my page. It's the Art of Minimalism. Okay. I am a huge capitalist, but I'm a minimalist. Okay, 
I, I'm a minimalist with 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 about fifty or sixty pairs of Oakies. Um, but <laughs> okay, okay. I, I'm, An eccentrist in small parts of your life, but a minimalist okay. overall. Okay, hundred percent. So where am I? Where am I? A minimalist. I'm a minimalist. I don't own a car. I don't have to worry about a car. I don't have to worry about parking. Yeah. I don't have to worry about insurance. Petrol. I don't have to worry about things breaking down. Okay. Yeah. The only re- the only reason why I ride a bicycle is because I'm I've got partners. And I'm a, I I I could never afford it. I would never I would never ever ride a bike. I, I can't afford it. Okay, I, I I really can't. So the re- the reason why I ride a bike is because I'm I'm privileged enough, but I've worked very hard, very hard. I bleed on the bike when I ride, um, to 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 have what I have. Okay. I don't own a television. Oh wow! I, I own an iPad, which was given to me by Zwift, the 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 indoor cycling. I didn't have a TV; they wanted me to, to be part of their Zwift team. So, I don't have a TV license. So they came and they delivered an iPad. That's what I have. Okay. Um, I have a mobile telephone. I own a fridge. I don't own an oven. That stove was part of the flat. I own an espresso machine. Okay. Okay. Um, um, I live in cycling clothes, so I don't have to have lots of um, casual clothes. But this is this is Oakley. Okay, I'm endorsed by Oakley. I'm a, I'm an ambassador. That's that's what I have. But I believe in having lots of money. <laughs> I believe I absolutely do. I believe in having lots of money. Okay, I wouldn't change the way I live, not for a single thing. Why? Because I don't want to have the stress of. Cleaning of of, of 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 mowing the lawn, cleaning up my backyard. Oh, I've got a leak. In, I've got a plumbing leak. Oh, I'm gonna have to fix that. Um, I, you know, I because I'm a loner. I have managed to shut the world out, and say to myself, "What does Sean David Sakonofsky want?" I don't have to keep up with the Joneses. Okay, I don't have to worry about. Ah, oh, just my friend just got a new Audi. Damn it! I need to get get a new car. I don't have I don't have to worry about. He's got the new Rolex Submariner watch. Uh, he's got. The, I don't I don't need that. I don't need that. I need Wi-Fi. I love watching. I love I, I love space. I love space. I love yeah the the idea of uh, um, not the idea. I I can't wait until the aliens arrive. Now that the James Webb Telescope is out there. I love that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's, I mean, I'm, Tad my, my history is, my history is, my history is all on my, I mean, there, there's the Saturn V rocket, which was, which is essentially designed by a Nazi, um, you, you, you know, Vanna Braun, okay, which in Operation Paperclip, the Americans took all the Nazis and, um, you know, that's, that's, I'm, I'm, here's my, my spaceman. Um, I, 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 I love space. I mean, you can see that also. I love uh, Paris. You know? But the, the thing, the, 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 there's, there's things all over me um, that, that, that are part of my, what, what I love and enjoy. Um, so, but just, I want to get back to this whole World Economic Forum. Yeah, because I was curious. Is that, like, I get the the idea of it alone. That's why I was like setting it up that way. The idea yeah. of owning nothing making you happy can, and ideally, make is is appealing. It can it can make sense? Less, less is more. Right. Less is more. Not having stress in your life is the key to a good life. 
how do you do that? Have less and just have more money in the bank or in crypto or wherever, okay? But money is only worth if you're in a monetary environment. It's like Elon Musk said in one podcast, you could be the wealthiest man in the world, be on a desert island, lost there without any, you, you can't do anything with your money. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's about, I, I, I'm all for, I'm all for being the fittest, the strongest and the most baddest person on the, the planet. Okay. Don't encroach on my freedom and I won't encroach on your freedom. Live and let live. That's as simple as that. Okay. I owe you nothing. You owe me nothing. Okay. The world doesn't owe you anything. The world doesn't give a shit about who you are. And they don't give a shit about who I am. Okay. If I play music through my iPad or my phone, I do it in a, in a way that it doesn't disturb my neighbors in my apartment block. And I expect the same from them. That's, that's, that's how it is. I, I, you know, do unto others as you'd have them do unto to, to themselves. Okay. But when somebody comes and tells me that I must stop eating red meat, because it's bad for me when it's the complete opposite. Consider eating bugs and insects. I actually have just, by the way, eaten bugs and insects <laughs> just for, for kicks. Yeah. Uh, my palm, my palmy worms and uh, crickets and uh, grasshoppers. Um, I, I have just for kicks. I'm, I'm a, I like to eat weird things. It's, it's kind of, kind of, yeah. But when they try to tell you that this is a, a, a sustainable, Meanwhile, back in their armed fortress mansions with their with their armed guards, with their ARs out there, and they're telling you you can't have an AR, but they've got like ARs to protect them. Um, and this is legit, I'm not making this, uh, uh, he's the most heavily, one of the most heavily guarded people, okay? Um, is telling you that you can't, you, you know, you, you don't need a, a, you won't own anything and you'll be happy. You know, I'm going to program you that way. Well, how am I going to program you? I'm going to make you stupid. By telling you that you shouldn't eat red, healthy meat, saturated fat that's got essential fatty acids, and you're going to be—I mean, you just have to look what happened in the last two years of 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 of, of uh, on this planet. So then, the World Economic Forum—they're yeah. out there talking about, "Hey, stop the cows! The methane's coming from cows, or killing the environment. It's unhealthy for you." Is that the ultimate connection? Because I've heard that, right? Like that's part of it, with the animals. Do you know why? They fart do you know why, the, do you know why climate is changing? Do you know why climate is changing? Because it always changes. It always changes, <laughs> and I'll tell you exactly why. And this is science, okay? Yes, greenhouse gases plays a part. Yes, um, not cows. Please don't. T please don't tell me about cows and cows farting. You know, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, then you, that's. It's a good thing that the dinosaurs were extinct, there. Eh? Could you imagine the loads that they dropped? <laughs> yeah, jeez. Yeah. First and foremost, some of these, some of the those, um, you know, I, I haven't got enough time to go into depth, but I actually saw that there's actually a, a, a good article justifying the, the rationale behind the cow farts actually good. Um, what about people's farts? What about our farts? If there's so many vegans out there, surely they farts, and they fart. Trust me, they fart. Surely they they farting the same. Uh, yeah, I think they are. Hey, well, then why? I think then you stop being a vegan, and uh, and starting eating meat, and you you know because your 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 logic is you must apply the same logic to, to you. Am I right? You're Maybe. eating plants. They're eating plants. Uh, am I right? I, 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 I don't know. Am I right? You know. Yeah. Let, let's look at let's look at the whole veganism thing. 
plants themselves are not even vegan. Plants need a, a, a there's seven layers in, in the soil. The top, the one layer is called hummus, like the hummus we eat, but it's not hummus. Okay, it's spelled H-U-M-U-S. Okay, and maybe maybe Wikipedia slightly changed it because it's not so blatant. But this this layer of of, of essential nutrients for plants to survive is made up of decomposing insects, animal, and in some cases humans. Okay, and this is where they get the nutrients from. Okay, they are. Plants themselves are not even plant-based. Okay, <laughs> that's a funny point. <laughs> then they talk about well, they're not sentient. Okay, well then let's look at the mycelium pop, the my, mycelium pop, which is mushrooms. Mushrooms are the most one of the most intelligent organisms on the planet. Okay, they've even been linked to possibly giving us our intelligent or, or, or intellect because apparently mycelium's came by uh, were on asteroids that that crashed into the Earth. And helped, and we ate. We ate the the mushrooms, which is which has helped to develop our brain. Hmm. But my, they, if you go into the mycelium network, they've shown you they have managed to save trees um, uh, 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 on other continents via uh, via trans transmitting information. It's it's all there. I'm not making this shit well, up. I, okay. No, I think I feel like uh, that's almost it's borderline accepted where. Plants are sentient. They respond to changes in the environment. They actually well, they do help each other, right? And they make... 100%. They've got anti, they also got anti-nutrients, which is actually not good for us to eat. Hmm. Anti-nutrients are... Everything on this planet wants to survive. It yeah. can either run away, it can either fight and defend itself, or it excretes toxins. Hmm. Okay? And plants and various uh, 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 um, vegetables excrete these anti-nutrients. Some are so high in oxalates, that's why we get kidney stones and and gout and, and pain because we think when we're eating our vegetables it's actually our vegetables which are which are creating which are creating the problem hmm. okay it, it's called anti-nutrients and excreted by plants okay some plants are so toxic you'll die immediately it, 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 that's that's you, you can you've got, to, you've got to research this for, for yourself yeah but the one the one thing is how do we how do you take control how do you control people you have to dominate them. First of all, you have to dominate their minds. Second of all, you have to dominate them physically. How do you do that? You will. You also remove the certain nutrients which create strength, and that's cholesterol, the saturated fats, and meat. Okay. If you emasculate, and what? First of all, we have to we have to create a propaganda movement of toxic masculinity. Okay. I stopped using Gillette razors when they came out with it, the biggest bullshit advert ever, okay? This, if you remove healthy fats which create testosterone out of your diet, you make people weak, okay? Um, the whole sweats, um, wheat, hops, soy, um, these are all act as phytoestrogens in the body. Phytoestrogens aren't estrogen, but they behave like estrogen. And in a man, it basically retards your testosterone production. And that's a known fact. If you look at the, the, the average testosterone levels in man, it's come down since the 1970s. The, the strength of a man's handshake hmm. has re, re, reduced. It's, it's come down. If you make man weak, you can, you can, you can control him. You, you emasculate the man. You take away the man's role. 
take away away the man's role in fatherhood, you have problems like Uvalde. That's what that was the problem. It wasn't it wasn't the AR or the weapon? Because I can do if I'm, I can do the same thing with a, you know, if I want to get close and personal, I can do the same thing with this a pencil. But what prevents me? It's a pencil crown, actually. Um, but uh, <laughs> sharpened pencil. <laughs> but what prevents me from doing that is 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 me as a person. Is is, is my is my is is my integrity, my personality, how I was brought up. You can't blame an object for the wrongs of a person, because what they're saying is the next time I want to go and commit commit a crime, I can do it. I can. Do, I'll just go and use a gun because it's the gun's fault. The gun made me do it, Your Honor. That's the logic. There is no logic. They've taken logic out of it because they've removed the healthy fats out of your your brain. That the healthy fat part is very. It, it's what I'm super ignorant to because I, for some reason, like avocados keep popping into my head. Right, they're, they're great. They're great. The Evas are great. No. Okay, because that's like the no. go-to saturated fat. That's healthy fat, right? It's, it, yeah, it, yeah. It's 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 not saturated. It's polyunsaturated because it's a it's 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 a it's a fruit. No. Okay. No. Polyunsaturated. No. 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 I do oh. tend to be corrected, but yeah, it's not animal animal fat is saturated fat. Okay. No. 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 I I don't eat any Evas. No. No. Yeah. So let's. I'm so sorry, I, I didn't mean I, to interrupt I, I, you. But what I'm thinking yeah. is, do you mind talking about how you became this way? Like, what was your origin story into making this decision to give up, or if you ever were on these carbs and going just oh, with I, the meat? I founded a I founded a supplement company that is still around today, called Cadence Nutrition, and it's primarily is the menu. They primarily make carbohydrates. You founded so a carbohydrate supplement company. I did, can, 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 yeah, in 2006, I trademarked and registered. I went into partnership with uh, another gentleman. Uh, we had a difference of opinion. Then in 2012, my late father was diagnosed with esophageal cancer. I was ready at that stage following what is considered a paleolithic diet. By 2009, I had eliminated wheat and gluten out of my diet. By 2010 and 11, I was on a paleo diet, which is a lot less carbs involved in the diet. It's all very much natural uh, foods, uh, but it's still incorporated like fruits and vegetables. Um, I still ate uh, like uh, potato bread um, that didn't have any wheat or gluten in. Uh, and then my father was diagnosed with esophageal cancer in 2010. 11, 12, and then passed away in 2013. I had already exited the business in 2013. In 2000, I'd already exited the business in 2013. And then I stumbled across a YouTube documentary about um, a bloke who had reversed his stage four cancer on a ketogenic diet, basically eating bacon and eggs. And it was a short little excerpt on youtube and then just and then all of a sudden it was almost like a light bulb moment i said my family history mother father great grandparents great grandparents they all died from cancers and cardiac problems i watched my my my, my dad's father die in front of me of a heart attack okay mm. what do they all eat high carbohydrates and low fat and then it told me he says that's the problem 
there was no movement. No one, there was no movement going on. It wasn't like a social, there was no social media then. Then I realized the height of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And that's what my, my family's been doing all these years. Mm. And that's how it happened. And from that day on, no more carbs. I had the occasional vegetable and slowly, but slowly I became more sort of focused on eating meat primarily. I have English cucumber almost daily, um, which is a vegetable, um, but it's mainly it's 96% water and it's full of electrolytes, but it's kind of like the only vegetable you'll find in my, my fridge. Can, just and, for clarification, an English cucumber, is that any different than a cucumber that I go to the yeah, store and get? Same, okay, same. I'm just curious yeah, why like you yeah, call it an English cucumber. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, 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 looks like, uh, uh, it looks like the Hulk's male member. But anyway, um, so... Uh, <laughs> The, 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 uh, and that, and that, and then the whole discovery of what I do today, I also stumbled upon. I never ever set out to go and change the world. I'm not a philanthropist. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not just like, uh, this guy that just, it, it, it was organic. It was something where I started to change people's lives by suggesting things. Um, I discovered that, oh, I could write a hundred case without getting hungry. Well, I wonder how far I, I could go. And then it became, uh, it was a race in 2019. I, I did through the Jordanian desert, which was 200 kilometers. And it was a proper, proper race. And my goal was not to win it, but just to finish it without refueling, which I did very easily. And actually, had I played it correctly, I actually would have won it. I didn't realize how strong I was. I, I don't ride with anyone else. And uh, I honestly, the, uh, if I really had played it correctly, I would have, uh, you know, really won it. Then the in, two, in COVID, during the lockdown, um, I did a, uh, a ride on rollers for 10 hours without eating or, or just drinking liquids and I had witnesses seeing it was a for a, a, a company and I did it in, a, in an office block. Um, so, and then I realized, well, okay, if I can do this, how far can I go? And by that, uh, then I got, in, I, I got into Strava and it, almost every single Strava ride, except for seven of the rides out of 670 rides there now, I, I ate. So out of, 670 rides I ate seven times two uh two were out of choice and the other five were out of like necessity okay so it means I rode a distance of I literally have ridden 71,000 kilometers with uh just let's just, just call it 70,000 kilometers because there's actually more than 71,000 70,000 kilometers without eating on my rides that's very hard for me because I don't understand how common it is. Now, when, earlier when you were talking about the formula and the preloading, yeah. I guess yeah. it makes sense. But why do people feel that need to eat so often? It's called addiction. That simple, huh? It's called addiction. What happens is this. When you are glycogen dependent, 
your glycogen gets depleted out of your body through the exercise. Your glycogen is stored in, your, in the walls of your muscle and in your liver. Okay. Once that gets depleted, okay, and you're burning hot, your body um, is a carb burner, it, specifically in the high intensities, the demand for glycogen is just so much greater. Your body doesn't have that metabolic ability until you've trained it. And your mitochondria, the cells, just want sugar, sugar, sugar. And then you get into that feeling of like delirium. You get delirious. Yeah. Delirium is actually a song. You get delirious and you get weak. And you like, you almost like, you become like this, like, I need, I need sugar, I need food. You, you become like this, like, almost paralyzed on the ground. Almost, I've seen people crying hmm. from, from bonking so badly. Okay. And I mean, I've, it, it, it's, it's, it's combined with, there's, there's various factors. You get this, um, first and foremost, if you're sitting at your desk, okay, let's just talk about a non-exercise a non scenario. You, you've had breakfast at 7 o'clock. You're at your desk. It's midday. You've had a high-carb breakfast, oats, cereals, whatever. So what's happened is your blood glucose level spikes up. Now, you haven't done any exercise. You've eaten calories. You've got the calories, but your blood glucose spikes up. And all of a sudden, that glucose level is now coming down. And you go, oh, I'm a little bit hungry. Jeez, what's the time? It's 10 o'clock. I need a mid-morning snack. And this is what the dietitian said. You must have five small meals a day. Hmm. Why? To keep your blood glucose level stable. Okay, cool. So I have, I have a meal. So you have a little like apple or one of these granola bars, and you're good. Twelve thirty comes. Ah, it's lunchtime. You eat your lunch. You know, blood blood sugar goes up, and so, as soon as it starts going down, it triggers your hunger hormone, and you get hungry. But you haven't burnt really any calories. You've had calories in the morning. You've had calories at midday, and you had now you've had calories at lunch. You have your mid afternoon snack. And you're still gonna have you're still gonna have lunch. Okay, that's why there's obesity. You don't need the calories. It's the drop in the blood, the, 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 the messaging to the brain that's telling you you're hungry. Now, what happens in an in, in, in 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 exercise uh, situation is now you're actually depleting that, uh, that glycogen at a rapid rate. And if you don't re replace it, you're literally going to become de debilitated. It's almost like I can just, it's like being hit with a taser gun. Hmm. I can do what I want to you. Because you just you're not even gonna be able to lift your arms up to defend. You are going to be completely debilitated. So because you they're need sugar, because, because your athletes body... haven't. I'm sorry, but because athletes yeah. haven't gotten to the point where they can get past the glucose crash during the activity, <laughs> they're helpless without Correct. it. Correct. Correct. The other thing that happens is your body, even though that the, there's an enzyme that switches off your your, your insulin. Uh, it's called uh, GLUT4, if I'm not mistaken, um, that switches off your insulin. You still need the insulin to break down the, the carbohydrate that you've now taken in and taken in to, um, to, to, to convert the carbohydrate into glycogen and for the glycogen then to fuel the muscle. Okay? When, you, when your insulin is spiked, the insulin, besides breaking down, it's the insulin plays a role in breaking down the, sh the sugars 
it also plays a role in anabolic, also shunting, creating an anabolic effect in the body as well. That's why bodybuilders inject insulin, hmm. um, which is incredibly unhealthy, by the way. Um, it, it's also the master fat storage hormone. It's the master fat storage hormone. So basically what it says is, so whenever you have uh, 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 like a, um, there's a certain amount of like a donut, like a jam donut, there's, there's, some, there's fats in some in donuts, okay? It's going to burn, it's, your body's going to ingest it, insulin's going to spike, it's going to burn the, the sugar and store the fat. And it also switches off your fat burning ability. So as soon as you have carbohydrate, it switches off your body's ability to burn fat. Hmm. So it's, it's a double-edged sword, okay? So if you run out of carbs and you're a carb burner, you, 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 you're done for. You, you're done. And unless you've gone through that whole, say, 12-hour period when, when the insulin starts to come down, because that's what happens in a, a fast scenario, after 12 hours, your insulin level goes to zero, and then it starts to break down. It goes into autophagy, and then it starts to start to burn the fat first. Once it starts, and then once it's run out of that, it starts to burn dead dead cells, um, converting the dead cells, your amino acids, in, amino acids into into uh, glucose, um, and, and 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 that. But if you are in a, in a in a race environment and you bonk and you've got no 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 sugars, you are done. Hmm. It is game over. That's what happens. Simple as that. And with me, if I if I was in a situation where I needed food and I was racing really hard, I, and I'm fat adapted in the last resort, if there was nothing and there was sugar, I would be okay. Because my body would can still break down sugar, okay. But to do the, it takes time to become fat adapted. Yeah. It takes it takes time you can't just you can't be a, a fat burner and uh and like in a race environment and somebody hands you a, a um a a block of butter it's gonna do nothing for you. you you're done you're done you know what i mean it seems like you kind of went got there <clears throat> in a very gradual way and i'm not really Sorry. good with the diets but you know i heard the word paleo so you go from being yeah. basically an omnivore where you eat whatever right then you yeah. kind of go paleo, you start scaling back, and then you get to this keto thing. So it's that fade to help your body. Is that like the Correct. best way, like a typical way to get there? I, I, do you know? I, or is I there no best way? <laughs> I, I would, the, the, one size doesn't fit all. One size is, definitely doesn't fit all. I, I've just got a, a, pre, a natural predisposition to eat meat, eat eggs, eat fish, uh, I have coconut oil, I've got uh, butter, I've got uh, macadamia nut butter, pure, pure, with no fillers. I eat uh, full fat farm yogurt with no starches, corn starches, fillers. Um, I used to drink red wine. I've got, I don't have a, it's, I've lost my urge to drink red wine. And I think it's because I'm putting my body under so much demand to produce energy um, and to do what I do. Um, the liver knows that it's got to now break down the alcohol. It's hard work, and it doesn't. It's it, the liver wants to just 
break down the the the, the fats into ketones because the, the liver the liver does everything for for the energy. So so I think I think that's why I don't like red. That's why I don't drink anymore is because uh, I, I I have this this desire to be completely efficient um, when it comes to performing uh, on the bike, um, and the the um, the exploration is still ongoing. I'm still finding I can do more and more harder and harder things. It's for instance, I can perform, you aren't supposed to be able to, according to the sports scientists out there, you aren't supposed to be able to perform high intensity exercise without carbohydrate. I can do that. So I'm performing, I'm performing at a sustained for a sustained period of time, a high intensity effort for five, 10 or 20 minutes, not just being fat fueled, but not even being fueled at all. Just taking in salts, potassium and magnesium. How do so you, some, I'm curious how you measure the high intensity. Is it just simple as a heart uh, rate? With, with, so I have a power meter on my bike and the, and the power meter is 98% accurate. So it's almost 100% accurate. So your power, you're, you have a, you're given a functional threshold power. That's what you, they can discover in a lab or you can do your own test to discover it. And that FTP number, that functional threshold, anything above that number is, is high intensity is a, is a, or an intensity about, it's not, you're not riding at your endurance. You're not riding at a, a tempo. You're riding at a, above your functional threshold power. So your functional threshold power is the power that you can technically maintain, your highest power you can technically maintain for an hour, okay? Oh, okay. And then, yeah. So I'm now riding for 5, 10, tw uh, 20 minutes above that, that, that intensity. Now, I can't do it all the time, but I can do it like 70 to 80% of the time, which is a lot of time enough to say that I can do it. And I can do it properly, okay? And I don't bonk, there's no bonk afterwards. So where a, a carb burner will be able to go and do that, and then generally they have to quickly take another gel and, and, and suck it down and recharge, okay? I'm doing multi, I mean, the, on, on this last, last week, uh, on Tuesday, I did my best ever. I, I, did, I did watts that are, I'm 50 years old in September. I did watts, wattage output, that a pro would be happy with for six and a half hours. Sure, I'm four kilos heavier than a than a than a, than a top top pro, whatever. I'm still producing the watts, and I'm still having to produce the energy. And that's what people don't realize. I still have to produce the energy. Where is that energy come from? Mm. That's the whole thing. Where is that energy coming from? The carb companies are telling you you need to refuel. I'm telling you, I'm saying bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on your, on your thing, okay? And I'll prove it every single time. It doesn't matter how heavy I am. I'm still producing the kilojoules. I'm still burning the calories. Where is that coming from? It's interesting and you talk about the weight. I'm sorry, man. The no, lag sucks. No. I, um, so I, I really don't mean to keep cutting you off. Um, no worries, no worries. But like the weight, because I know nothing about cycling. Like I basically know nothing no. about diet. 
the four yeah. kilograms over standard. So people would so say, four kilograms of, so, so gen, generally I'm, I'm a, I'm a built guy. I'm a, I, I would, I look more like a UFC fighter than a, than a, than a cyclist. A cyclist is generally somebody with no upper half, no arms and just some good, good legs. Uh, I've, I've got, I've got, uh, I've got arms. I've got, uh, upper half. <laughs> I've, got, yeah. I've got arms. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm not, I'm not, uh, my power to weight ratio is not optimal. Okay. Because so. yeah, I'm built like, uh, like I say, I'm built like, uh, if I need to give you a clout, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's going to hurt. Uh, I, I, I'm not built like a cyclist. A cyclist is just generally somebody who looks like. They're super, super lean. I mean, they're, they're any... lean, but they've got some. Some of them, some of the sprinters have got good bodies, but like the like the like the the, the GC winner of the Tour de France, he. I don't want to be disrespectful, but I've seen ballet dancers with better builds than him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they they have aesthetically they've got no they aesthetically from a guy's point of view, from from a, a general's point of view they're not there's no you wouldn't find you... on a classic classic. In a Men's bar fight, you're not going to be cover. nervous. Like if I if I'm at a bar yeah. and I bump into him and he turns around, he's like, "What the, what's up, bro?" I'm be like, "Shut the fuck up." Versus exactly. like, "No, nope, my exactly. fault, my exactly. fault. I'll, I'll buy your tab." <laughs> yeah, exactly. You would look. You you yeah. You, yeah. He looks. They look like a victim, basically. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna mug, if you're gonna mug somebody, you're gonna mug a, a GC. You're gonna yeah. mug a GC to a rider. That's yeah, a, right. that's what they look like. Yeah, that's a 100%. good way. If you're gonna pick yeah. on somebody yeah. or if you're gonna fight. So the reason yeah. I bring it up is because if this wattage thing is in dispute what would be said is well of course this guy you produces more wattage because he has more weight to help his power is that the counter argument absolutely correct but but that's not the the argument isn't about yes of course he's because he's heavier the argument is you still uh, uh you still have to you still have to create the energy the more watts I, I produce, the more kilojoules I will have to burn. Mm-hmm. Where is that coming from if I'm not bonking? You understand where I'm coming from? Yeah. Where is the calories coming from? My heart rate is still going up. My heart, my, my FTP is in relation, you have a heart rate uh, in, in relation to your power produ- producing. My heart rate is still going up. If, you heart, if your heart rate is going up, it means you're burning more calories. Where, is those ca- where are those calories coming from? Why isn't this person bonking? Why isn't he on the side of the road saying, babe, I need a banana, quickly. There's none of that. You mm. understand what I'm trying to say? So I've, 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 I've hit the wall a few times on, on the bike. For 10 minutes, I soft pedal, and then I'm, my body somehow gets more energy again, and I go again. You know, I'm slowly pedaling. I feel a little, a little bit weak, drink some water, you know? Obviously, I've burnt. Look, when I, I, I on, on average, on a, on, a, on a chilled ride, I burn three and a half thousand calories just on the ride. Oh, wow. Just on the ride. Um, uh, on an average ride, I burn four and a half to five and a half thousand calories on an Jesus. average ride. On my biggest ride without ever refueling, I've done 6,700 calories in seven hours and 46 minutes without bonking. 6,000, it's on, it's on YouTube. I actually took, I didn't even plan to do it. <laughs> I didn't even plan to do it. So you've got all these YouTubers, you've got all these YouTubers, you know, how to plan 160 kilometers ride. First, the night before, you must make sure that everything's planned, the night packed here, must, must, must take this gear because it might have a change of weather, you must take uh, carbs, this carbs for this period, this there for that period, this there for that period, 
must may have a big meal. I mean, the content creation is like, uh-huh, uh-huh. You said what? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. I literally got up in the morning. Boom, I went out there, came back, 253 kilometers. All the data's there. Didn't plan it. Boom. And so then afterwards, because basically it's a thousand calories an hour. So then afterwards, do you have actually? Do you have like recovery meals? Do you have a typical diet? Do you just let your body guide you with? Okay, I'm kind of hungry. I'm gonna grab a steak. I eat. I, I eat. I eat hunger. I eat hunger. Yeah. So for instance, um, the first time when I discovered that I could ride for a very long distance without refueling was on that Jordanian race, and I and I didn't eat anything until two hours after the race had finished it was in my hotel room packed the bike and i had a handful of uh of tree nuts okay i i, I burned four it was only 4800 calories for the ride uh on some of my big big rides i don't even get hungry when i come home i literally wash my kit uh i'm fastidious about washing my helmet my sunglasses i hand wash all my cycling kit uh and then i'll prepare some dinner <laughs> which which I've seen pros on the side of the road, like on the, they do their YouTube vlogging, like they had to stop at a good to get these like gummy bears and everything, you know, eating and they're like, they're like shaking. And, and like literally I'll go and ride 250 kilometers, come home and wash my kids and then I'll prepare myself some dinner and then eat. Yeah. Cause your yeah. body's just so, sustaining. It's that it's, it's a really interesting concept for a layman to consider the body, the body dictating the action versus the person. And that's to me yeah. a very interesting point when you bring up addiction. It's like the fact that I can't choose to clean a kit because I'm so hungry. I have to eat. My body is determining my actions. I'm like, I, 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 yeah. that's, it's, it's, it's in a weird concept because I'm like, shouldn't I eat if my body's looking for it? I want it. But then if you take that to drugs, it's like, yeah, okay. So you do heroin or Coke and all of a sudden your body wants it. Should you do it every time? You know, and yeah. it's a control, man. Yeah. It, 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 it's a it addiction. Every time, every time, a pro, every time a pro puts, think about, think about what they're doing. They, they're feeding, they, they take, they, they're racing and they, they need food. And some of them have got their food, their food timings on their stem. There's, they've got a yeah. stem which holds the handlebar and they've got a little sticker that tells them when to drink. Went out seriously. Uh, they, I bet. They, they, they're not refueling. They, they're just feeding their addiction. If they change to become fat burners, but no, 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 yeah, they'll never perform. That's impossible. All the sports scientists will, will say they're crazy. If they became fat burners. Obviously, they would have to eat because they're burning such high calories. Okay, they just have to change the form of food that they're going to to ingest. Okay, but most of the time. It's it's it, they've 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 got the they've got they've got the food they've got the storage they yeah. just they're, they're just burning that so quickly it's a it's a and risk the, it's a risk it's, to it make is, that much yeah. of a radical change I mean I'm sure you've no, seen the it videos it will take, take years it will take years and it also it would take it would take the science to change it it would take it would take certain things to fall away out of society in order for that to change well, but you've you've got you've got um, honestly it's like You've got a, an athletic, you've got a top-end pro who's got his YouTube blog and he's stopping on the side of the road and he's eating, he's eating gummy bears. 
that's not healthy. <laughs> that's not something I wouldn't want to uh, my my, my my child to to see. Same thing yeah. if a pro never wore a helmet uh, <laughs> uh, whilst riding. You know, I wouldn't want yeah. my child to see that. So that's what I was getting at. It, there's these psychological studies where, in a group of ten, one person doesn't know what's happening. The other nine are aware of what's happening and smoke starts going into the room. And the nine people who know that smoke is coming in and they are safe act like there's no smoke. And the one person who is like, fuck man, there's smoke. Hey guys, there's smoke is like trying to be polite, but isn't just leaving because there's something about that herd mentality of, well, if yeah. the nine people who obviously see the smoke aren't freaked out, I'm wrong because I'm freaking out. And it sounds like that shift, and it's funny, man, because what would happen is this diet, the, the gummy, if you just go with the gummy for simplicity's sake, the gummy consumption, if that becomes norm, anyone breaking away from that norm, you're fucking nuts, right? You're nuts. You're, you're not doing what acceptable behavior. And I wonder yeah, how it. much plays into people willing to take the risk because it's so normalized exactly. to refuel exactly. this way. Exactly, and 100%. And also your doctor said it's healthy, so it's fine. You know, high carb, low fat. So how many calories do you food journal or like figure out how many calories you actually consume a day or it doesn't matter to you? Uh, I, don't even, I don't even look. I don't even wait. I wait and I see to, if I'm hungry, I eat. I, sometimes I'll eat a kilo of meat in one day if, if I'm hungry. But you know, I burn on a on a six thousand seven hundred calorie burn. I probably would have done ten thousand for the day because your metabolic rate is so high; it's still it's still burning. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I'm I'm a very rare case. I, I I could never. A lot of people ask me, "Please, can you give me your diet plan? What do you what do you eat?" And I said, "Tell me, what do you do for a living? What do you do?" Yeah. I'm not being rude. I said, "You can't you can't use me as a as a benchmark. You can't." Yeah. Um, I, I'm not that. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not a benchmark for somebody else. You, as an individual, are a benchmark. The only thing you have to do is just quit sugar. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Give up sugar, and anything that's that's sugar based, just give it up. Okay, it's bad. Refined foods, just give it up. Okay, it's the hardest thing in the world to do, but just do it. And why I became more of a spokesperson is because it started to affect me personally. And I'll tell you why. A very good friend of mine was pre pre diabetic. He's got 180 centimeters, 107 kilograms. He's the pilot. He's about to lose his, his flying license. Okay. He's very, he's very blunt with me. I said, send me a picture. He sends me a picture. His, his arches were collapsed then. I know what he used to look like. We, were, we came from the same karate school. Okay. But I told him straight, I said, listen, you, 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 you screwed. If you don't start, stop, start, start today, you are, you, you're done for. Tell me what I must do. He did exactly what it, I told him to do, and more. He started to do two-day fasts as well. He lost 33 kilograms in three months. He became lean, 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 and a machine. He had a hip replacement surgery. He was had another one scheduled that he canceled. Pain went away. He had gout that went away. That was back in 2017, I think. Um, my niece, she is now 20. Uh, she went to a very a school which practiced veganism. She became a vegan at 15. Uh, she stopped veganism. And then when she was 15, she was diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease. And Hashimoto's disease is basically an uh, autoimmune disease, which is basically affects your thyroid. Your thyroid doesn't work properly. You become 
like it's almost like chronic fatigue and you put on huge amounts of weight and it just screws you up. She was depressed, suicidal. Uh, in January of 2021, January of 2021, um, I broke my collarbone and I stayed with my family for a week. Um, and she asked me about the diet. And I just told her a few things, just a few things. She says it was all, what's all me? I said, nothing. I just told her a few things to do. She started with one meal a day. It was hard. While she, she, so I was there to help her for that week. To date, she has lost 45 kilograms. Jesus. That's 100 pounds. Yeah. Okay. She is looks like a movie star. She is this effervescent, bright, beautiful young lady. Okay. Her endocrinologist has got a nose out of joint because she no longer needs the medication that she needs for a thyroid. Mm. She healed herself. It's something, and people, because I have the pleasure of seeing you, and you're yeah. 10 years older than me. And if yeah. anything, man, and I think I look decent for 41. I got a little more, maybe more gray in my beard, although we're similar <laughs> with that like center gray thing. I have, I have, a, I have a gray, don't right? worry. I've started embracing <laughs> it. But something about you and like just your skin and your vibe and your energy, you don't yeah. think 50. Maybe 50 is the new 30, right? But yeah. like, so when you're Look, talking about your niece and shedding this yeah. weight and that energy yeah. coming to yeah. her face and that aura, like it's, yeah. it, it, it vibes off this screen. <laughs> I can see it in okay. you. I can't imagine in person what that would well, be like. Well, well, Hey, I, I, I'm in the sun all the time and I've got a fair complexion as well. So, my, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's another thing that's not in my favor. I mean, I've got, I've got, I've got like bad skin on my neck. I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, it's like, but um, I, I, I also suffer, I was also diagnosed with fibromyalgia in 2017, which is an advanced form of chronic fatigue. I got my first bout of overtraining syndrome in 1998 when I wasn't, I wasn't cycling then, but I was doing a lot of military staff physical activity. I was like doing a little, like a, like a David uh, Goggins kind of I used to do a, a, a workout which involved me doing 660 push-ups and 880 sit-ups in one hour. 660 push-ups and 880 sit-ups in one hour. I used to alternate, alternate between my knuckles and my palms because I used to get blisters. And I used to do it every single day. I used to almost vomit when I used to finish the, the workout. Right. And then one day I, I, I came home and I was, always had to do my I, – I couldn't. I, I woke up the next morning in, in my bed and I couldn't do anything for, for weeks. And then in 2008, I got overtraining syndrome again because uh, I trained very hard. I don't, I don't soft pedal. When I, when I train, I, I run hard. Um, and then I got uh, Epstein-Barr virus, which is infectious mononucleosis. And that also uh, was part of my chronic fatigue. And then when my dad died, um, I spent basically six weeks awake because we didn't have money for the hospital. He took me out of the hospital to die. We, my siblings and I looked after him. Uh, we moved his bed downstairs, my mother and my siblings. We nursed him because he had a drain out of his lung and he couldn't go to the toilet himself. I used to carry him to the toilet like a baby. Um, and uh, I, I had the eight hour shift in the, in, the, in the evening and I used to catnap a bit and then I used to go to work. And, uh, and, then, I got to, uh, and then in 2014, I got 
complete burnout. And then I started a business, lost the, uh, lost the business in 2017, and that burnt me out as well. And then I got chronic uh, fibromyalgia where I get involuntary muscle twitches, and I've managed it through my diet. Huh. And the reason for that being is because adrenal fatigue is part of it. And when you get hungry all the time, your adrenal glands get stimulated. Because I don't get hungry like an average person, my adrenal glands don't get affected so much. Hmm. Okay. And there's also a link now between insulin and fibromyalgia. Okay. So I've got that under control. People don't, would never ever believe me in a million years that I've got fibromyalgia. Okay. But is it, it's true. And I've also got a scoliosis. My spine is like this. <laughs> so whenever I ride on the bike, I get numb hands as well. But every time I ride on the bike and I feel bad, I just think about all those motherfuckers out there that don't want me to succeed and I just keep on going. And that's a true story. <laughs> that's a little bit of gargants in you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I really do. I really, I, 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 I have a, I, I see red there. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, I just, I know that the people that, st- I, I, I know that the people, I, I just keep on doing what I do. Just keep on doing what I'm doing. So the message is like really that controversial to be like oh, cut yeah. out the sugar and eat meat. Really, I'm, I'm I'm a very polarized person. I know it. I can't change who I am. Um, I I don't speak to many people. I really don't speak. I, I, my 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 girlfriend, who's in Switzerland. Oh, so that's an interesting thing. Is this isolated to me? No, it's not. I don't believe for a second it's isolated to me. My girlfriend is German. She's Swiss, born on the northern 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 hemisphere. She was a vegetarian for twenty years before meeting me. Was uh, <laughs> you get the best smile when you're like, I've converted <laughs> vegans and vegetarians. You're like a sinister <laughs> evil doer. You're like, ha, 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 was. Uh, that's me. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> um, You've got like a chalkboard the, somewhere. The, the whole, the whole, <laughs> Sorry. The, I, I am a very polarizing person. I don't belong in the cycling world. I really don't. I am my views in life, my who I am, what I do, how I am, the industry, everything. I get shadow banned. I get uh, some of my brands don't even share what I do because hmm. there's just so much influence from the car. It's actually very sad. It's actually very sad. There's so much influence from the carb manufacturers, and specifically with bike, bike pro- pro- programs would never ever interview me because they're sponsored by the co- the carb manufacturers. You know, that's where they get their money from. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it kind of uh, makes sense because you've created yeah. this industry that consumes your product, and if you take away the industry, or if you change the way what the industry prioritizes, yeah, yeah. What, what the fuck do I do with my gummy manufacturing factory? Hundred percent. Where do my profits yeah. go? Right, like all this marketing for shit. Now, I like it makes you know sense. That there people out. I've converted. There's, there's one less person buying carbohydrates, and I've converted so many people. I coach people all over the world. I've got a keto coaching business. I coach people primarily in the US and the, and the UK. By the way, I've no one in South Africa. No one in South Africa. I'm primarily in the the. Pilot of the F twenty two demo team. There's a live chat with I do a live chat with him on my IG page, hmm. and he's slowly but surely becoming ketogenic. That's an F twenty two fighter pilot. So, 
my my message is getting out there. That's why I really am a recluse. I keep to myself. But if I can do something to, I, I'm I'm a I don't I don't like the National Socialist Party. I don't like the World Economic Forum. I don't like what they stand for. I don't like what they're doing to human beings. And if while I'm alive, whilst my little one person, if you change, you save one person's life, you save the world entire. So one person can listen to this, and if they can change their ways and pass it forward to another person, my my two hours of my time is well spent. Right. That's and I'm passionate about it. I've seen the changes that 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 I've made to other people. No. Now, I've seen the changes that other people have changed themselves. That's a better way to say yeah, it. Yeah, through their choices. And, you know, through their choices and their own conduct and their actions. I've, I've made, and that's the key. It's funny how like people, I'll experiment with running shoes and I'll try, I'll go from one brand to another. Um, yeah. Compression shorts. Let me try Under Armour. Let me try Nike. Let me try Reebok, yeah. right? But I don't do the same very often with my diet, which is which speaking to people like you and just getting more educated on options. I'm like, dude, why have I not fucking been like, I've never fasted. I've started skipping this breakfast meal like I was telling you. And I guess maybe that counts yeah. as a fast because I can go 12 to it's 16 time. hours without yeah, eating and I just time, have coffee. Time restricted, eat, time restricted eating, is, it's so good. It also gives your digestive system a break. That's another thing that people don't realize. Your digestive system is like your, your joints, your ligaments, your, yeah. your those, the, nothing, nothing lasts forever right. on your body, you know? Yeah. Every, and everything that's, yeah. No, and your you want digestive wanna... system, yeah. Everything has to work. So if you're eating five small meals a day, it's constantly fucking working. Yeah, you never let it get a rest. Yeah, no doubt. Give it a rest. But it makes me think like, what's the harm in being like, you know what, for a week, I'm just going to try it. Yeah. Right? I'm going to try. I'll give up sugars. You start with a day or like you were telling me about um, your niece. Start off with a meal. Fuck it, man. Just one meal where you normally had blank. Just give it a try. And if you feel better... You're going to naturally want to keep doing it. And if you feel like shit afterwards, maybe you're like, okay, am I addicted or is this something my body needs? And then let me gradually play with it, right? Like there's the, the, the key to that meal is eat every single bite slowly. Because if you're fucking hungry, mm. you just gonna, and, and it takes time for the, 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 the signal from the, hung, from the stomach to the head. To, to, so you eat too slowly. Yeah. You know Lex Friedman? Yeah. Lex Friedman is keto. Right. He did a three-day fast and he vlogged it. Let's look it up. Okay. And he still did his runs, his push-ups, his pull-ups. And he t- spoke about it. He, he, it was a single uh, 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 podcast. Not, he wasn't interviewing anyone. He, was just talk, he just spoke about it. And then he, he ate, I think, some chicken broth at the end of it in, on, on, on the, the, the vlog. And he, talk, talk, he speaks about it. Very good, very motivational, very, uh, very, very, very good. I don't fast, okay? I used to, I don't fast. I can't. There's no ways. But I put my body through on a, any given on any given week. I'm burning just on my bike, sixteen to twenty thousand calories. Uh, my body's in perpetual burn mode. Yeah. Um, it's it. You know, I've got. I've got. To, I've like. I almost. I have to replace. You know, I've, I've got to, you know, so, and, and I'm in like this advanced ketosis when I finish a ride, like my body is like, I get like this, like, 
like I'm on a high because you uh, a very interesting I'll tell you a very interesting thing uh, Pythagoras the great Greek philosopher would not allow his students into his classroom unless they were fasted huh. your body you become more lucid more aware more focused the three main religions major Islam Judaism Christianity have agreed on one thing fasting I mean, 40 days, 40 nights from a man, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. That's very interesting yeah. point. I'm not and considered that, but that's true. Ramadan. Ramadan. And then you've got uh, Yom Kippur. Yeah, so it's not actually... A, yeah, that's... It's, I don't want to make it too much of a tangent. And the reason for the fasting in Yom Kippur, even though uh, they, 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 and you, fast, and you fast on Lent as well, it's not to hurt you. It's not to hurt you. It's to make your prayer, your conscious mind more intense. That's what it's about. I was it's talking about to make yourself more aware. I was talking about this with, um, he's an ultra runner from Hawaii, Dylan. And yeah. we got into the point of like, when you run that kind of distance and you start to feel that suffering, you start to like prioritize what matters. And it can be very meditative because what's important, 100%. your mind will 100%. go to. And it's funny, like 100%. it seems like a similar concept with fasting. It's like your mind can start prioritizing, not just like, where's my food source, but like life decisions and what exactly. matters. What, you, no one ever thinks about, man, let me watch some Netflix after, <laughs> you absolutely. know, when I'm fasting absolutely. like that absolutely. or when I'm suffering. Um, and just think about what I said in the beginning. We've made ourselves weaker. We don't. We were not active. We don't. So we've taken away that 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 natural process that you just mentioned now yeah. by having mobile phones, boots that open for us, uh, Mister Delivery. Uh, we've taken that away from us. Yeah. So think think about it. We are being controlled. We are being. Have you ever thought about this? Uh -oh. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a huge believer in, in extraterrestrial life, okay? <laughs> Massive belief. You, you, you can't laugh at it. The, no, the, I'm, not, the, I'm the, not laughing at yeah. like you in general. I just love, I love your setups and I love, people won't yeah. be able to see your face, but like your whole mannerisms and everything, uh, yeah. I'm like, I guess I'm laughing because I'm like, I can't fucking wait. Like it's joy. Okay. It's not mocking. So, Does that make sense? So, so the, the James Webb telescope is now basically, it's actually almost... It's exciting, frightening what this telescope is now showing. Showing it's proving hypotheses. The science is changing. There's, it's just, it's just, it's just enormous what this telescope is now showing. The the universe, unknown universe, has an estimated seven hundred quintillion planets. Seven hundred quintillion planets. You cannot, if you aren't a mathematician, you cannot comprehend that number. Yeah. Out of those planets, how many of those planets have got, are in the Goldilocks zone? Where they, they have, they, they have yeah, we got, that's my point. <laughs> um, Kaku, the famous physicist, the string theory, uh, I forget his, I know his last, Kaku is a famous uh, long gray, gray hair Japanese, American Japanese physicist. He's, he's, he's on all the podcasts, everyone. He even talks about tier one civilizations, tier two civilizations, and tier three civilizations. We are tier one, okay? We are at the bottom of the bottom. 
we are basically the squirrel in the road. We harness our energy of fossil fuels. Okay. Then you get Chet too. They harness their energy and they are like a thousand years or 10,000 years ahead of, of, of us. They harness the energy of their sons, meaning they actually can take the energy from their sons and actually harness it in a, 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 as some sort of like a battery or something to that effect. Not like solar. Solar is primitive. This is like taking like actual energy. Yeah, you've got to listen to him. He there's a, there's a ten minute podcast with him and Joe Rogan, and he explains it far better. I'm really screwing it up, but basically he's saying there's like a top tier three, which is like ten thousand, hundred thousand, uh, uh, because oh, it's like fourteen billion. They reckon that the universe is fourteen billion years. Okay, so there's a hundred thousand years. They have learned to harness the energy of a black hole. Now this is this is a this is a physicist talking about this. This is not like a, a make believe sci-fi director. This is a proper acknowledged physicist, world record renowned, and he's not the only one. Okay, he he studies. He is the creator of string theory. He is like an Einstein. Okay, he's saying that there's a there's a civilization out there that can harness the power of a black hole, and that's how they travel. They can transfer, uh, trans, um, transfer space and time. They can bend space and time. That's why they can. Mm. Elon Just Musk, okay, is a fucking genius. He's a genius. He's also a businessman too. Okay, <laughs> he's developed so much. He's put so much. And I still, I'll, I want to finish the, off the thing about the while well, the, the change in climate, and we'll finish. But the, he's invested so much in in his rocket rocketeering. Okay. And he's not going to go into trying to find the, the, the really, there's really uh, the hypothesis, the, the, the device to, to change, to, con, to, to bend space and time. There's really this hypothesis device. He's not going to invest in that. He's invested so much. He's going to defend because he's, because he, he always evades that, that top when people bring it up. Okay. Because it's going to take seven months to go from Earth to, to Mars, okay? And then you've got to refuel. He's invested so much in what he's, he's created. He's got to defend his investment. He knows uh, that. Okay. Okay, but back at the ranch, I'm telling you now, he's working, finding or trying to find a way, okay? <laughs> but he's def he's looking after his investment. He's a businessman, eh? Business is business. And yeah. I, 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 he can't be criticized for it. He's, that's what he's, 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 he's got a narrative to, to keep going, and that's what it is. So, but I can tell you now that we are very primitive and we've been programmed to look down. We uh. have been programmed to look down. We don't look up anymore. We're constantly on our devices. How often do you, have you, when last did you stare at this, this night sky or the, or the day sky? Dude, when I, last did you do that? Yeah, so it was creepy. So on my daughter, when I'm outside on the trampoline yeah. with my daughter or like in the yeah. pool, just looking up and seeing the, these fucking hundred foot trees and a bright blue sky and the clouds going yeah. through, but it was two, three minute clips. I don't know if it's like a meditative, make that my TV, yeah. make that my social media time. You know what I'm no, saying? So yeah, not there's, often there's, enough, but it's, it's glorious. I'm telling you now, we've been programmed to look down. Yeah. There's so much shit happening up above us. Yeah. If everyone was looking up, there would be more footage of people capturing uh, unidentified or UAPs, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I yeah. guarantee it. 
reprogrammed. In fact, did I get the message? Oh, did she did she contact me? Yeah, I got a new like on my on my Instagram. Ding 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 uh, ding. Yeah, and then it just it. yeah. No one's fucking. No one's doing this. No one. Go go into the street. Check everyone. They like walk across yeah. the road by using Je- the Jedi Jedi Life Force because they're hoping they don't get knocked <laughs> over by the car. That's 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 how it is. Now I want to finish off this. Um, we talk about climate change. Do you know what the moon is for Earth? Um, I don't. Okay, the moon is a natural satellite. Okay. Okay. Do you know what? Do you know? Do you know what happens? How how the the, the weather? What how the weather has changed on Earth? Why? Or I should rather say, why the weather changes on Earth? No, I do not. Why it goes from one season to the next season? I always thought it was like our cycle is not a pure like the radius is not even it's an oval so it's like the further away you are from the sun the colder it is correct so well okay so basically what happens is the earth tilts on its axis right so basically here's america okay and now it's going to become summer so it tilts closer to the sun okay right and therefore the the sun is going to be at a higher it's going to be a high point so you've got a longer day so it's tilting on its axis. Do you know how how the Earth tilts on its axis? I no, actually, I don't know. Via why. the moon. Really. Via the moon, it is the moon that controls the tilt of the of the Earth. No shit. It's a hundred percent science. Okay? I mean, I've heard about moon controlling the ocean and the waves. You know, like you're further yeah. in the gravitational the pull, yeah. but correct, I never thought correct. it could apply to the tilt yeah. of the uh, yeah. Earth. Since the inception of the moon. Since the inception of the moon, and the moon, however the moon was created, whether it was a cluster of however it was created, the moon has been moving every single year four centimeters away from the Earth, and that's a hundred percent NASA fact. Go and look it up. Hmm. And the further it goes away, it's going to affect the tilt of when the when the when the Earth is going to uh, uh, tilt, and that's why we're getting delayed. That's why we're getting these extremities. That's why we're getting a delayed summer or a delayed winter huh. because of that. But Greta Thunberg won't tell you that. <laughs> what's that? It is Kerry. What's that? Kerry Senator Kerry won't tell you that. AOC. AOC. Don't make me vomit my mouth. And, uh, and, and let's go. Brandon won't tell you that either. Okay. Because it doesn't fit the narrative. That's why. And what I'll tell you is 100% factual. You can go and check it out for yourself. Okay, NASA doesn't lie. Or maybe they did. Maybe this didn't. Yeah, who knows? You trust stayed. NASA, right? <laughs> who do you trust? <laughs> Whoever fits your narrative. Um, no, no, no. Four <laughs> centimeters. I've not heard that. But it's interesting to think of the Earth being larger. But yet, if the moon can has the gravitational pull to pull water and affect currents, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't that also affect the angle? Uh, like, I mean, it does kind of make sense. Like, if it's pulling, maybe not enough to pull you out of orbit because the sun's kind of counterpulling. So, so it's this so tug we, of war. So we've had like a delayed. So we've had like a delayed winter. Now everyone's kicking up a fuss. Only in the last, like, you know what? There, there's a Greta Thunberg is nothing new either. There was a Japanese girl who addressed the United Nations almost in the same way. 19, go and look it up in, in, in Google. In 1991, she addressed the United Nations. Not as so poetically and as Greta did, but she the same concerns were were addressed then, and nothing happened. Okay, uh, all of this it's all it's all bullshit. And how and and why do the masses sub, 
masses subscribe to it because they don't have the cognitivity. They don't have the. They've been all become vegans. They've all had the, the health. The, it's the, it's fact. Okay. Okay. You can't. You need the facts to 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 be rational. I'm not saying that pollution is good. It's bad. It's terrible. I'll come back with pollution, but but. It makes sense. It's a hundred percent. It makes logical sense because it's a magnetic pull. It's if it's moving further away, it means that that tilt is being delayed slightly. Yeah, right. Well, because you would have less force, right? Yeah, the so further it's away. Been, yeah, exactly. So it's moving away. So it's being delayed, it's tilting, but it's becoming a little bit less, and then it's going a little bit later. Hmm. So it's moving the the heat distribution later in the year. Go go check it out. Yeah, do, and... In a real simple way, and I'm not a client scientist either, but when we make these decisions and it's like based on our data and you look at like, well, what was the data and what is the tool that measured it? It's like, okay, so we have a hundred years of data. And then you talk about the world being how many fucking years old? And you're like, okay, so what do we account for the other, I don't know, billion years that the earth was around if we accept that? And we're gonna yeah. take a slither of a hundred. What like is that enough of a sample size? It's you call, it's not because also the moon was so much closer to the earth. Yeah, that so that's where I always get caught up when they start talking <laughs> about like the numbers. I'm like, well, what yeah. about the sample size? If we acknowledge yeah. the Earth is more than three thousand years old, <laughs> it's 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 so, it's cock and bull. I might have. It's, and, it's, what did this have to do with the UFOs and life out there? It's just the enormity uh, of us being. Yeah, the enormity. It's, it's it's impossible. We we were taught in religion that there's only one God and God created us. Okay. We 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 still found. I still you know I, I believe that I believe in righteousness and I, and I believe uh, it's not that I'm anti-religion, um, and and I, and I believe in I believe in a, uh, I, I love, I love the. The ordinance, the 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 the, the regular, the the structure of somebody who is disciplined, respects others, and has respect, and and just does does good. He's he's not he's not a bad person, and allows other people to have their freedoms. Um, so there is there is some there is something good out of religion. But to think that we're the only and this is very religious people think that to think that we that there's only earth and god made earth for humans is the most naive thing in the world because every single day now there is just more and more evidence coming in and it's coming in the data is just streaming in just streaming in that there's these planets that have everything that you need for life to exist well, life yeah. as we know it to exist, right? So that yeah, to me, that's exactly. the other weird thing is we assume organisms need water, well, what, or organisms Correct. need sunlight, right? Or organisms reproduce I'm, in certain ways. And you're like, absolutely. well, that's a little bit, I don't, and then there's pompous. There's there's another paradox to say that there's a, there's there's another nine universes. Hmm. There's another paradox that is I'm not smart enough to to, to go into that, but. When you hear it, it just, you can't, I mean, it's not that you can't, you can do whatever you want, you can think whatever you want, you, and you're entitled to think whatever you want, you absolutely are. Uh, you can eat, you, if you want to eat plants, eat plants, but, if you, <laughs> but leave me alone, I'll eat meat. Yeah. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is that 
we are we are entering the most exciting time. We've just been through the most terrible time on the planet with this pandemic. Okay. Um, we are entering another exciting time of interplanetary travel and what is really out there. And if you realize how insignificant we are, right? I mean, if you look at Carl Sagan's The Blue Planet, you know, that's us. That speck of dust in the, in the light there, that's us, you know. We are so insignificant. And uh, now with this, you know, the, the, this, this telescope, with the, the images that it's sending back, and eventually it's going to capture the shit. It's going to capture stuff. It's listen. All of the I don't believe. For us, I really don't believe that 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 uh, like Roswell was uh, just made a hoax or or whatever. I I really believe that that the 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 theory behind the fact that the reason why there was more frequency of UFOs is because of the fact we discovered the nuclear the nuclear how to split an atom, mm. and uh, and and these UFOs that are coming out are, are watchdogs, and and uh, they they're saying shit. It's like the butterfly effect. I mean, if they can, if they can let off these nuclear devices, the effect that they can have on a intergalactic scale is is quite profound. So, I think that there's definitely a benevolent uh, being out there that is that is making sure that we don't blow ourselves up. Hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I I, I I I I think I also think that. There isn't such a benevolent kind that actually created us and uh, used us to be slaves and uh, and, and, and mine minerals. This planet's very mineral dense, mineral rich. And I think thousands and thousands of years ago, and that's where the Bible came from. That Bible, who I mean, it's so primitive. How, how can we play, how, how as us today pay so much reverence to a doctrine which is so primitively written? That's tough, right? Because we do yeah. hold reverence for like the constitution. So like if you go with second amendments and so like that, yeah. the counter to that is the second amendments, you are right to bear arms. It was so primitive. They were talking about muskets. They had no idea about automatic weapons and AR-15s. So to me, it's like a weird balance. That, that, that's actually a very good point. That's actually a very, very good point. However, however, man has not changed since that time. Man still wants to dominate you. Man still wants to control you. Okay, and just bear in mind that uh, man who wants to control you will have has the has tools which are more advanced than you. And if you're still sitting with a musket, okay, you must be equally in control as as the person that can, can control you. Okay, and that's a that's a fact. We have learned no, we have learned nothing from man man's history. The only thing we have learned. Is the fact that we now to make better and better weapons, and peace is just a word in the dictionary, hmm. and that is a fact. Where there is no peace on this, there's never on this planet right now. There's some war going on. Yeah, on this planet in history, in times gone by, there has always been some place on the planet that there's there's a war going on. We don't know what peace is. And as soon as you allow somebody to encroach on your freedoms and to take away your rights, they're going to 
they're going to, as soon as they've got control of you, they're going to take advantage of you. And that is what history has shown. And that cannot be denied or argued against. Every, every monarch, every dictatorship, as soon as they take away your freedom to own a firearm, whether it's a, a nine mil parabellum Beretta or a, 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 a Colt uh, AR-15, okay, they've got you. They've got you lock, stock and barrel. Pardon the pun. They had you, and that, that's fact. The first thing that a dictator did, Stalin, Hitler, uh, uh, um, Xi Jinping, uh, uh, the North Korean, uh, they banned private own, handgun ownership. Hmm. You can take, you can ban private handgun ownership from a law-abiding person because he's going to, yes, sir, here you go, but you're not going to take it away from a criminal. He's not going to come and say, cool. No, no, no ways. You just, what you did, basically, you said, oh, cool, you made my job a lot easier. Thank you. Because <laughs> he's got no conscience. He doesn't think like a normal human being. He just, he's got no guilt. He's got weak impulses. He's, he, is, he doesn't care. And the way that the the way that justice systems are set up now, it's, it, there's no more death penalty. You get three three free meals a day in prison. Yeah, I, that that's a that's a very interesting. So being a school teacher, and with COVID came about. This was super yeah. interesting to me and freaked me the fuck out. Um, yeah. Was it 2020? It was March. Our country shuts down, and in our state, I think a month and a half later. So about. April, May, you were talking about you as you failing and that shame you felt and maybe in yeah, some yeah. level that changed you, right? Because there was a consequence to a standard not being met. Our yeah. governor came out and was like, no child will be held responsible for COVID's effect. And we had kids start messaging us being like, wait, so I pass automatically? Wait, so grades don't matter? Wait, so I'm good? And then they just fucking ghosted us. We didn't see them anymore. They were gone. So now next year, they advance to so whatever, sixth grader to seventh grade. Yeah. The policy changes because we're worried about the effects of COVID. So we don't want to have as much detrimental um, assignments. Zeros shouldn't matter as much. You get to turn it in whenever. It's about the learning. It's not about the time you turn it in. I coach basketball, so I, sometimes kids speak to me a little differently. They're a little more open with me because I'm in a different environment with them. And yeah. um, three weeks in, I had kids being like, so you're a coach. Is this one of them assignments like that matters? Or is this one of them things I don't really got to do? <laughs> and it's it blows my mind. But my point to what you're saying is there are people that definitely learn how to manipulate and work within a system. And criminals, not that I'm trying to equate kids with criminals, but it's yeah. human nature. If you don't have some, like my daughter thought that and I fucking put the kibosh on that. I'm like, you're waking up at seven o'clock every go change your clothes. I'm not in school. I don't care. You wake up, you change your clothes, you sit there and you're going to do what you need to do. But if she doesn't have someone like that in her life, maybe she starts manipulating and figure out, I don't need to do this assignment. I don't need to answer this email. I don't need to be on this Zoom. And you think about criminals who are now grown men or women, how they can manipulate, how they know the consequences of, well, I can steal under $400 and it's a misdemeanor. They'll let it go. Or if I go with a gun without bullets, it's less of a charge, but I still get the intimidation factor. 
And shit like <laughs> that is like, yo, that is something about human nature where we're designed to manipulate and take advantage of situations if there are no consequences. And, and, and that's unfortunately the generation, that's how they got this this, uh, this idea of self-entitlement. Yeah. Um, they, they got this idea of no longer needing to work for it. So therefore, we're not going to progress the way we should should progress. You don't get you don't get awarded the gold medal for the fact you're the fastest. You get awarded the gold medal because you've got the most freckles. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's it, 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 it's it's uh what the fuck? It it, it I, really I, is I, weird. It really no, is it, weird. It's, no, it's 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 it's. it's it, is, it is it is it is so sad. It is it's absolutely what what have we become? Everything is geared to make us weaker. The attitude is geared to make us weaker. Okay, it's it's like oh, I don't have to go to work because I'm going to get a paycheck. You know, the government's going to give me the paycheck. Well, where's the money going to come from? Oh no, we'll just print more money. We'll just print more money. Like you, well, like your 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 the your, the administration says you guys aren't in a recession. It's not you're not in a recession. Oh uh, no, but we've just changed. We've just changed the meaning of a recession. Well, what a recession is. Yeah, I. It's, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like really, yeah. It's it's enough. Enough is enough. It, it, really, enough is enough. You know, why is why is everyone migrating out of LA to to Texas and Florida? Be, you know, is it because the weather is so bad in LA? Nah, it, LA's got great weather. Am, am I right? From what I understand, it's also got some of the highest taxes for all the social programs, and the limit on freedoms oh. is insane. Oh, you, there you go. You said it on me. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird place. It's funny. You know what I like about ath most athletes is they're so meritocratic. Am I saying that right? They're so about, hey, put yeah. in the work and earn and wh wherever you fall, you fall. But have you worked hard enough to fall there? And do we have an even a playing field? Like, are the rules the same? And now everyone try your best and let's see what happens. And if you don't like losing change and try to work harder to start winning and you don't have to be a dick about winning you can try to encourage others to win and i'm like that's a beautiful philosophy and maybe that's what's yeah. so appealing to me about sports and like ultra athletes like you and other ones is the discipline yeah. the work towards a goal and just the decency of metrics it's not about yeah. genes it's not about sure. genetics it's about like what sure. you can do sure brands brands are becoming terrible now they are condoning and promoting people who are incredibly unhealthy and unfit who need help who need help desperately but they are putting them in a position of ideal of being idealized specifically with those people who are morbidly obese okay yeah. like the sports illustrated putting these incredibly fat people on on, on their covers i've seen some cycling brands using models who aren't who are who really are in the worst shape. They are diabetic or pre-diabetic and they don't even know about it, okay? Yeah. And it would, I could understand it if there was a caption saying she's, she or he is trying to make an effort to better themselves. Yeah, working but towards losing it, that. working towards being Correct. healthier. Yeah, but it's not about that. It's not about that. It's basically they inclusive inclusivity so what's the saying it's okay to be fat that's what they're saying it's okay it's okay do you know why they're doing it 
it's disgusting why they're doing it because 52 percent of the american market is like that hmm. okay and that is fact and you can't criticize it it's it's you can't criticize because you'll get cancelled you can't criticize it because it's fat shaming okay you can't you can't go for it i've seen i've seen a tiktok of this she's got darkened skin from she she's diabetic her doctor said that she's terribly obese she needs to lose weight she she went on a rant saying that i'm fantastic i'm beautiful she was it was horrific that she believes that she's fine this is what's happened this is what has what has happened it's interesting when you bring up the market because it's something where like as simple as basketball like seth curry's very appealing because he yeah. looks so small and everybody can throw a ball from far away and hope it goes in. Where like, it's very rare to be like Shaq or Jordan where you can dunk. You're in awe, they're gods, but Curry is like attainable. Yeah. And when you talk about that market, I'd never thought about that, but it makes sense for brands to be like, well, how do I get larger people to think they can cycle? I can't put Lance yeah. Armstrong out there because who the fuck looks like him? Yeah. You look nothing, yeah. so I can't identify with him. Therefore, yeah. I don't think I should be that. But if I have people I can identify with, now yeah. I can consume. That's a very interesting point. And but 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 it makes people complacent. It makes people like you know. Oh no, it's uh, it's cool to eat now. But my my mates like I can just be like him. You know, so you get that tribal that 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 acceptance. You know, it's okay to eat the baguettes and uh, yeah, fats and bonk all the time and have high blood sugar and, uh, you know, um, and, you know, cause I'm, I'm part of, I'm part of the tribe, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I can fit, I can fit and I can be accepted. That doesn't mean excellence, excellence doesn't come that way. Yeah. Can you imagine if they dropped the standards for, 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 for the military? You, you, you guys would get a hiding second to none. Yeah. You would get a hiding second to none. Yeah, I... excellence and to obtain to, to, to obtain excellence in anything you do, whether it's schoolwork, whether it's work in the business, whether it's work in a relationship, whether it's work in your in, in, the, in, in your activity that you, you want to pursue, it requires effort. Effort begets reward and you cannot achieve anything without it. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. The weak person wants to feel better by making you weak. So if you are weak, he, he's going to just feel better. He won't look as weak. <laughs> exactly that. That's the whole thing about the whole, you know, you know Silicon Valley soy boy thing. You know? <laughs> no, I, I, no, I just, I, I love the way you word things. Again, it's a little bit it of takes, a dick move takes, to laugh, it, but it I takes, love the way you word things, soy boy thing. Yeah. I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it takes... It takes a responsibility to be a man. Is a great responsibility to be a man, and it's not easy. It's difficult. Yeah. So if you emasculate, if you mas if you take that that out, then you it's fine to have a beard. It's fine to to look like a man. But if you it's, it's wrong to be like hard and fight back and carry a carry a gun and defend your woman and bring home the bacon for 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 the family, you know. You take it. There's a reason for that. The, even on the final note, even the universe is carnivorous. Hmm. A black hole will swallow a planet 
any day of the week. And it's the same. It's all part of, it's all part of the same thing. It's part of nature. It's part of the life cycle. Think about it. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's awesome. I can't believe, um, chatter like this. I'm super, super excited to follow you now. I, the yeah. loveliest thing about this podcast is just discovering all sorts of different people through social media. And then like, I don't know, it seems to be having a pretty good impact on my mentality in my life. So thank you for sharing yeah. it. Thank you for taking the time to do all that. Yeah, you Sean. Mo- you're most, most welcome. And thank you for being some sort of platform to just to, to carry my message and just to maybe change, uh, you know, I'll probably find more haters, but at the same time, maybe find somebody who might change. Yeah, change. Well, the haters, change, yeah. the haters are good because it can challenge you to reaffirm your thoughts and look into shit. So like, if you think you're oh, right, absolutely. you just double down. Absolutely. You're like, well, here's why. Let me rethink that. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always open to, I'm always open to a good conversation that is, that is rational and it's 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 a challenge to me because although i don't embrace in conversation often it's a challenge <laughs> to me because i'm so st- steadfast in my ways i always i always refer to myself as like the the clint eastwood and grand torino you know the character <laughs> you know when he's on the he's on the he's having his tea uh, uh, you know yeah uh, like you know he's said in, in his ways he knows um, what he knows he knows what he's lived yeah, he knows, he's what, knows, he knows what works and, and, and he knows and, what he knows yeah and this is my lawn that's your lawn stay off my lawn <laughs> you know that, and that's it so so but I, I i i do love a good conversation i really don't vocalize and talk like i have today so I, it, it, it's, it's everything's typing uh, at the moment I to, i'm restudying stuff so I'm, i had to learn how to write again i lost the ability to write i'm not joking oh. yeah I'm not joking. I had to learn to write. I, I, don't, I don't write. I can, I can, I, I write my blogs. You can go and click my blogs. Uh, I'm dyslexic and, but uh, you can go and, I, I can touch type and thumb type like you cannot believe, but ask me to write and I'm left-handed too. So I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So I do, yeah, I'm, I'm studying again and, uh, um, <laughs> Not like what you probably think, but uh, yeah, I had to write a lot. And uh, anyway, but listen, I've got to actually go back to studying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll get after um, it, and um, I'm sure we'll be in touch. I'll be seeing you on social, man. I really appreciate your yeah, time. Yeah, please. And then let me know when this thing uh, goes goes, and I'll be I'll be happy to share it. Uh, please. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for that. Appreciate yeah. the support. No, and it's just it, you know what? It's 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 it's, 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 uh, it's been wonderful to chat with you. Uh, I. I and also, just to, uh, I am very, very pro-American, and I really watch so much. I really, if you saw my my news history on my videos, <laughs> uh, I love America. I love, I love for everything for which it stands. Um, although I probably end up living in Israel in any case, but I, 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 I really do love America, and I, I love everything about it. And I think. I think your country is definitely it definitely is the greatest the greatest country, and every American makes that. Um, the diversity makes that, um, and and uh, and yeah, and just thank you, thank you for it. Okay. All right, man. Well, enjoy the day. Thanks for your kind words. Yeah, you you you're most welcome. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Thanks to Andre Psyche for supporting the Getting to Know You Pod. Search up Andre Psyche on social media. Give him a follow just for the fuck of it. 
Dear listeners, if you've enjoyed getting to know today's guest or just want to support this upstart podcast, go to our Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, your donation will help with all the costs associated with producing the Getting to Know You pod. Don't forget the three free ways to support the pod. One, subscribe to the Getting to Know You pod. Two, friend and follow the Getting to Know You pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Three, go to Apple, write a review. And finally, if you or someone you know would like to become a sponsor of or advertise on the Getting to Know You pod, we would love to partner with you. We have a wide-ranging global audience that would like to get to know more about your brand or business. If you're interested, just message us. See you.